flying high, purple haze and starry die, puffing past to and fro from the dungeon far below. In a land we don't know, sticky tree and titty gnome. We are stone, we are stone, we are way too fucking stone down in the dungeon. everybody welcome to dungeons and doobies the dopest actual play dungeons and dragon podcast on the internet i'm darsh i'm your dope ass dungeon master i'm joined by a bunch of friends um bowls are packed blunts are rolled now it's time for us to roll <laughs> fabulous um do we want to do like intros for everybody first before we like jump into this thing and like explain characters or no no i guess not no no we just jump right into it just jump right just, into it we, just I'm excited we need a disclaimer, though. We need to let people know that there's some kind of content warning or something like that. Because, A, um, this show contains the uh, simulation of smoking plant materials that may or may not be illegal in the state in which this is being recorded. Uh, B, there's going to be a lot of foul language, presumably. So we suggest that parents don't listen to this with their children because it would be probably really awkward. Let the kids listen to it on their Unless own. Unless you're a cool parent. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some suggested nudity. <clears throat> Maybe be 18. Maybe wear headphones while you're at work. Definitely put in your earbuds. Uh, this is not safe for work. Well, it depends on your work, but typically no. Yes, you're correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or church. Yeah. <laughs> Again, depends on the church. <laughs> what sacrament they're burning. <laughs> We're starting off well, aren't we, Dar? <laughs> it's just that car chatter. No, no, anonymous, anonymous. We gotta be anonymous. You already introduced yourself, Darsh. We, we no, no, no. Started... My name's not Darsh. It's my name is Barsh. All right, Smarsh. Barsh. And I'm surrounded by uh, some of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, we have Baj. We have Bamanda. We have Biz. We have Bandrew, and we have. Ooh. But Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> so that way nobody knows our real identity. That was the secret all along. Yes. He definitely just put a, a, uh, the nose and the glasses over Bridget. That was it. That was as well as you cool. disguised that. <laughs> well, I think what our listeners probably really should know when we get started. If you're already a fan of Actual Play D&D Podcast, you're probably expecting that we're going to just like play in a fantasy world and do crazy stuff but that's not how this actually this that's not how the story actually begins uh this story begins with real human beings in real world situation like real planet earth like for real planet earth in in america on our way to a legal state on our way to a a legal state that is correct um now because you guys are humans um instead of having you guys roll character sheets for your individual um personal attributes which you i mean i could probably suggest how you would rate your character attributes as human beings um and you might be pretty accurate but like i rolled all i rolled 18 across all my stats see, that's the thing is i don't really necessarily agree that that's true um because you definitely got a 20 in charisma um Aww. yes <laughs> but i think just we'll make we'll give you guys all commoner stats like D and D common people stats which is basically just tens across the board zero modifiers none of that stuff um 
everything is just plus zero. So if we're going to have you roll for anything, it's just going to be the flat roll, whatever the number says on the die. That's what we go with. Um. Eh, if you need a die, I'll get you a die. It's <coughs> fine. But with that said, uh, Sparky Spark Spark, um, I think we're ready to roll. Uh... <laughs> Actually, we're past that point. You're right. <laughs> no. Pass me what you rolled. Oh! <laughs> Our story begins with a haze of dirt and dust trailing behind a 2015 Kia Sportage as it wazily winds its way along an old country road on a warm and sunny Saturday afternoon. I wrote this. Good now job. you can imagine. I'm, I'm proud of it. <laughs> we'll see if anyone else likes it. You could imagine if this were a movie. The camera view zooming in from overhead and straight through the foggy rear window in a demonstration of cinematic graphic genius. I learned that word today. Not genius, cinematographic. Um, as we pass through to the interior of this tightly packed SUV to find five carefree friends on a fateful voyage. Their intended destination, question mark? The Highland Medieval Fantasy Fair, which was recently opened just outside the quaint and very fictional town of Prominence, Illinois. Each of our protagonists are currently adorned in impeccably fabricated costumes, depicting their very own individually concocted characters of the realm. The heroes and adventurers whose personas they portray when playing their absolute favorite tabletop role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. For instance, we have... Um, I'm going to start with you, Babrigid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Too late. You're on the spot now. What's so funny? Why, why are you laughing right now? This is serious like stuff. Laughing. This is a script that I wrote. I can... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, really oh bad. It's making her like soft. Piece of my heart, and you're laughing. <laughs> I immediately thought of, damn it, who put the question mark on the teleprompter? Because <laughs> you said it. <laughs> oh, did I say question mark? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. so sorry. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally not really smoking weed in this house, by the way. This is not a thing that is That's happening. That's not for Bridget. Uh, we'll come back to Bridget. Um, and she is uh, not driving, I right? Wait, just a, I want to be clear. Playing who the game. is driving? Who would be driving? Who's? Co- it's oh, your, I think I was driving. driving. It's Ki- it's the, your Kia, right? I think I was driving. Yeah. Um, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so, definitely, Babridge is not driving. Not driving. But you guys are in this car. I imagine you probably stopped somewhere. Like, as soon as you got across the state lines, you probably stopped at a dispensary, right? Oh, yeah. Right First That's one we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we stopped at the second one we saw, and then the third one we saw. <laughs> because for some reason, they have these silly things called out-of-state limitations for consumers. <laughs> but you can beat that by going, I don't know this for real. <laughs> <laughs> this is just something I read on Reddit. I read it. <laughs> I read it. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, we'll start with Baj. Um, <laughs> Taj, what, tell us a little bit about um, how you are currently dressed, and more importantly, tell us about your your Dungeons and Dragons character. Okay, so Art, well, <laughs> I'm gonna be dressed uh, in my fiance's purple nightgown. Okay, why? <laughs> um, 
Why? Yes. Because uh, it's the only thing I could find at the moment uh, that was uh, wizardly. Um, okay, it looks like a wizard robe. Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what she's doing at night wearing this. Is she making magic happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, so about my character. Yeah, yeah, tell us about that. So I play a dwarven wizard named Art. Who's kind of what's the what's the word uh, spontaneous, mm-hmm. um, reckless, reckless, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, just like myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at times in a diagram, that would that be chaotic? Definitely, I think Art is definitely a chaotic character. Which, by the way, these are characters that we have played in Dungeons and Dragons before. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to know these characters very well. I would assume I'm not looking at your character sheet at the moment, but Art has a high intelligence, but maybe not such a high wisdom. Yeah. Cool, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, uh, Amanda, what, uh, tell us about your character and how you're currently dressed as this character. I'm sorry, do you mean Bamanda? Bamanda, my bad. All right. <laughs> Shh, we don't want to say Amanda. Um, so, Mana Jean is a Calistar warlock, but she actually comes from a coven of warlocks that are nudist. So, and she happens to be albino. So, I am currently wearing a white, uh, naked nude suit. Like, it's a full body suit. Does it have um, features drawn on it to depict, like, I mean, is it anatomically correct? Uh, absolutely anatomically okay. correct. Just want to make, just paint the picture for the listeners. Yeah, it actually yeah. blesses. It makes it look a little bit extra anatomically nice. anatomically Okay, correct. cool. Yeah. Good on you, girl. A little extra like padding it. in that like nude suit. Cool. Uh, fantastic. Uh, and uh, how about Biz? Hello. <laughs> So my character is a half elf, but she's actually a half dwarf, half elf. Um, so I'm pretty excited to um, kind of show off something that's never been, you know, done before. I'm a cleric, so my costume is a little bit armory. Um, I've got my elf ears on, you know, trying to like definitely get into the mood. Cute. Wild hair, and then uh, my character also has a very spe- something very special to her. So I'm wearing uh, my moon crystal necklace. Yeah, you'll learn about it. All right, I like it. And how about Bandrew? <laughs> well, uh, Bandrew uh, also plays Lionidas, <laughs> and his character is a Leonin fighter. Um, his character, or Lionidas, comes uh, from like the performance era of gladiators, like a gladiatorial champion. And uh, so uh, he has come to fame, has been with the net and a trident, so... Since I have access to none of those in the real world, um, I got a pitchfork that I found Dope. at like the Peddler's Mall. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> is it a nice one or is it like an old rusty? Oh, it's rusted. Like, not, like, cool. like right. it's not even pointy. Like, <laughs> you know. And then I, I kind of have naturally long hair, anyways, mm-hmm. down to my shoulders. But what we've actually done um, with Bamanda and with Bridget and with Biz <laughs> is they help me aquanet my hair. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like stuck out like a big old dandelion <laughs> uh, and just hairsprayed like a big old lion's oh, mane. Oh, yeah, blown out. Yeah, like a big old lion's mane, blown out nice. completely. It's pretty. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's 80s. <laughs> cool. And uh, be money, be Bridget, what's up? Be money. I'm back. Compose myself. So my character is Cloud. Cloud's a tabaxi ranger. Um, she is... Oh, wait, let me ask you real quick, just in case somebody who doesn't know. Um, so, Leonin character, that's a lion guy, mm-hmm. right? Like a, like a, like a man, a lion man. Yeah, a man lion. Exactly. So, right? I'm picturing, like, if Mufasa walked on his back legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, okay. That's how I'm picturing that. Right. 
And then so Bridget, it's a tabaxi, which is actually just like a feline, like a cat person. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your cat person character? Like more like domestic house cat, long hair Persian, Siamese? Um, maybe like a little, like medium, in the medium. Medium fur? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's taller. Yeah. Um, and thinner. Um, and definitely have a bow. I would be diving into my niece's and nephew's costume box for sure okay. for some cat ears. Okay, perfect. They probably have a tail in there and a cape of some sort. Uh-huh. Um, a cute little kitten nose and whiskers. Yeah. Perfect. If they perfect. have that, probably. <laughs> and then to add a little bit of height, I would probably wear boots of some sort. Cool. If I had so. That makes sense. <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, the five of you... Um, and we can't keep this going on forever. So Taj, Amanda, Liz, Andrew, and Bridget get into a Kia Sportage and drive across state line, make their way uh, into Illinois, stop at a dispensary, and then head over to the Highland Medieval Fantasy Fair. So it's safe to assume that you guys are just hotboxing the shit out of this Kia Sportage right now. Um, billows of smoke, swirling foggy mass filling the interior, making it a very difficult... Mm, making it very difficult for the driver to see through their bloodshot eyes. Um, and Amanda is driving, that's correct? Correct. Um, so as a, as, a fat, as a fat joint is being passed to you, um, could you make a perception check for me? All right. It'll be a flat roll, no modifiers. Of course. Eight. Eight. That's not good. Um, that's wonderful. Yeah, let me make I a mean, roll. I mean, you gave me a dice. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fortunately, he rolled an 18 on his dexterity saving throw. So, unbeknownst to you, uh, somebody else, if you have dice in front of you, can make a roll real quick. You got a 15. That could do it. Maybe you're the one passing this joint up oh, front. I, I just sparked it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're passing it up front to Amanda. Uh, as you do, you look right through uh, the windshield and... By golly, she's looking back to grab it from you. You look up front, you see a gopher right in the middle of that street. Uh, fortunately, he got an 18 on his dexterity saving throw, so he leaps out of the way of the Kia Sportage as it barrels down, almost just splattering him on the pavement. Um, with your 15, you see this happen. What do you do? Um, I kind of like rip the joint back real quick at, at Amanda. I'm like, hey, you got to pay attention to the... <laughs> To the road, all right? Like, you gotta watch the road. Like, Dude, I think he needs to pay attention to my fucking car. <laughs> Who, I'm Why was say, he in the road? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was, uh, <laughs> maybe he was going to go for that joint. Pass it. Pass it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pass it to you. Uh, as you say this, you look back. Um, through the rear view uh, window and you actually do see the gopher like off on the side uh, and you swear like you swear that you see him lift his fist up and give you guys the middle finger <laughs> I like uh, question at the moment like how high I am just real quick just like <laughs> did that gopher give me the finger <laughs> I don't share that with anybody yet though <laughs> this is what we call foreshadowing <laughs> Anyway, uh, as your journey continues, <laughs> just as sharply as your own twisting route, uh, the weather begins to take a swift turn. From a nice warm, 
and slightly breezy sunny afternoon to a dark and gloomy day as a massive storm system ushered in by some very menacing looking clouds closes in from above and a light drizzle begins to splatter across the windshield while you coast along the main thoroughfare into the town of prominence uh, the scent of petrichor, that's that weird smell that you always notice right before the rain, uh, it begins to trickle in through the air vents while you pass by some of the single-story houses that line the road. You maintain your course and eventually enter the city limits of Prominence proper. That's right, gang, Prominence, Illinois. A place that no one has heard of because I literally made it up for this game. <laughs> it doesn't really exist. But if you imagine it, you can certainly see it in your mind's eye. It's a familiar setting for anyone who's traveled through the back roads of America. The streets are narrow, barely wide enough for two cars in opposing lanes to pass each other. The fractured brick buildings are all two-story storefronts that are connected with dusty old sidewalks stretching in front of them that are now beginning to soak up some of the droplets that are falling from the sky. And you see a few locals vigorously walking to and from the various businesses and their vehicles or riding bicycles rather hurriedly to get back indoors. Ding, ding. I don't know why I made that sound. <laughs> Question mark? Are they it's, on bikes? It's also, I, yes. <laughs> it's also in my He's a Russian too. sleeper agent. I just got activated. <laughs> so should we leave now? <laughs> I want to watch this. <laughs> you come to a stoplight. And at the intersection of uh, High Street and Bud Road, which are actually named after real streets that exist uh, in some small town here in America, <laughs> literally just a few miles from where we are currently sitting. That's a 100% true story. Um, and you notice what, based on appearances alone, look like a rather interesting coffee shop or tea room. Oh, no, wait. It's a hookah lounge. Hmm. It has a bright multicolored sign painted with a neon green cloud hanging over the door. Proclaiming the name of the establishment Cafe 419. And it looks like a young couple are unlocking the front entrance and head in to start opening the place up. You see that both of them are wearing loose wrapped patchwork clothing made from natural fibers, vegan leather sandals. They got dreadlocks decorated with beads and baubles. You swear you can almost smell the scent of nag champa and patchouli wafting over as they open the door and head inside. I almost swear to God I asked that. I almost <laughs> asked if I could smell patchouli. Oh, I already could smell it. <laughs> Even with the windows all the way rolled up. Because, again, you guys are hot And through the smoke. Correct, yes. <laughs> it is rank. Um, rank in the sweetest way, though. Now, uh, right before closing the door behind him, you see that the gentleman turns back ever so slowly and locks eyes with all of you guys in your little utility vehicle and he kind of gives you an acknowledging nod just kind of briefly waves at you and winks before heading into the darkness did anybody see that gerbil flip me off back here <laughs> i don't think you need to smoke anymore right now then the light turns green and you continue on your route heading on through the outskirts of town and then the gps starts to get a little shaky Um, how high are you, driver? I don't know. Somebody else work on this GPS. It's fucking up. I got it. And I passed my phone back. Great. Um, Amanda, make a survival check with advantage, assuming that Bridget is now providing a health action for you. <laughs> you can roll with advantage. What oh, no. What it's <laughs> you get to roll it again. It's advantage. What is that? Couldn't one? possibly be that bad. Oh my god! Two you roll ones. one again? Yeah. Two ones. No. It's a two. 
guys are so fucking lost. <laughs> oh! Oh. I just pulled the fucking car open. I just stop. I start rolling another blunt. <laughs> Eventually, and as the rain is starting to fall, it's starting to pick up a little bit more. You guys hear some like thunder off in the distance. You can see those dark clouds are moving in. I mean, it's definitely getting quite stormy here. Um, you do notice... Uh, a car drive by. So you don't have to make perception checks for this. You're just on the side of the road. Stop. What are the what are the rest of you guys doing while while Amanda's just kind of hanging out? I think I've uh, chose uh, a cozy place to pee. <laughs> in, in, the car? in my car? No, because we're on the side of the road. Uh, oh, okay. You get out. <laughs> so our, Taj gets out of the car in the rain. Yes. And then proceeds to urinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a cozy cool. place. In a cozy, in a cozy place. place. The Wait, coziest um, place possible, considered. <laughs> Raining. Man, Why don't, don't you make a survival check for me? Make a pee pee oh. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to do a survival check to see Anything if you can find over a cozy place average. to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! 18 inches! <laughs> I like. Alright, for our listeners, that was the ladies that clapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious! <laughs> 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 With an 18 survival check, looking for a cozy place to pee. Why don't you describe to me what a cozy place to pee actually looks like? Um, in the rain. In the rain, no less. Uh, let's see. Maybe, I guess behind the tree. Behind. Okay, cool, perfectly. You find yeah. a nice yeah. cozy tree to take a leak mm-hmm. in the rain. Yeah, and it's got like broad leaves. You know, you can find something a little shaded, yes. less less rainy. Exactly. Yes. 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 With the 18, there's no drippage. Yeah. No. Very minimal amount of drippage from the from the leaves. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> the perfect yeah. pee. The perfect place to pee. Mm-hmm. Groovy. And considering I rolled an eighteen, I had uh, I only had to shake twice. The sounds help yeah. it roll out smooth. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Did you write a poem with it? <laughs> Humming while you pee. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? Showing in the car, watching watching Taj take a whiz, and um. Amanda Little J. <laughs> I'm afraid to get like my my hair wet. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, so cause it's, it's like when that is up. So I'm kind of like the farthest corner away from the open door. Okay. Uh, I took the phone from Amanda. Right. So I'm definitely asking to the general car. Uh, what what was the name of this place again? Where are we supposed to go? I don't know, but if it keeps raining, this white nude suit is going to be some trouble. <laughs> Hopefully, I, they have tents. Prominence, I think. No, the name of the Renaissance Fair. Oh. The address. Check your email. Ah, yeah. All right, so I pull up my email. Make an investigation check. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, didn't you yeah. say you had the ticket somewhere? I don't know. Check the glove box. Who's up front? I guess I am. But I haven't really been paying attention because I'm used to getting lost and a little Dang, too high in the one. car. Well, your all's rolls suck today. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Well, well, I'm sitting here doing nothing, so I guess I should roll investigation and see if my phone works. Yeah. This is how Amanda, you, you can try using my phone. <laughs> I thought I printed the tickets out. They should be in the glove box. Is the address on the tickets? It should be. This is the whole bunch of stoners passing around phones. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we gonna hey, go, man? Okay. Where are we gonna go, man? <laughs> I just rolled in that one. <laughs> Shut oh the my fuck God. up! God. Really? No service. Zero service. Wow. Just yeah. Hey, um, I kind of look at I kind of look at everybody. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Looks like we're in bumfucked right now. So um, we have one of two options. We could stop into that cafe real quick and just ask. 
Or I could spark this blunt and we keep driving. But one of those options will not take us to this Renaissance Fair. Well, I feel like if there's other cars passing, surely somebody knows where this fucking Renaissance Fair is. I mean, I'm sure I could get somebody to stop for me. <laughs> Do you want Some of them have definitely slowed down. Like, one guy was even like, is that a wizard taking a pee? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flag down one of these cars. Flag down one of these cars. I, I, I look at everybody like, I can't get out. I can't ruin this. This was out. I look at like uh, Liz, Amanda, and Bridget. I'm like, this is hours of work. <laughs> I can't. And two Do, cans of Aquanet. Would I have to roll p- for performance since I'm already outside the car like to flag one of them down? Um, since you suggested it, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> One, dude. Here we go. Oh, don't even say it. Oh, 17. Ooh. No, yeah. not bad. Not bad at all. Okay, so what are you doing? You're just uh, thumb out, lifting up your your fiance's yeah. nightgown, showing just a little showing thigh. A nice little, yeah. Yeah, nice. someone will definitely stop for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice meaty thigh. Yeah, you get a little <laughs> Nissan Ultima rolls up, and it's got some people dressed up. Like, you got a guy dressed up as Zelda <laughs> in the front seat, and then, well, I guess, Link, actually. That was stupid. Well, the funny thing is, you could, you could have just kept going, and no one would Okay, it's so a guy dressed like Zelda, and then there's a... girl a, dressed like Link. Short, and then... Yeah, just like Zelda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Sailor in the back seat, for sure. Um, okay. They pull up, and they're like, Hey, what's up, man? What, what are you guys doing? You broke down? Need some tr- Need some help? You in trouble? Yeah, we're on our way to the um, Renaissance Fair, and we were. Hey, trying to that's get where we're going. Yeah, direction. Okay, just follow us. We got, we got a really great GPS service. We rolled 18s on all of our investigation <laughs> checks. <laughs> the death stare that I'm getting from across the table right now from our friend Biz <laughs> is priceless. It's what DMs live for. <laughs> I kind of wave everybody, I guess, to follow these people. Um, and then head back to the car. Groovy. Yeah, so you can follow uh, Link, Zelda, and Sailor Moon to the fair. Um, a few more twists and turns through the wilderness of the country, and eventually you come upon a sign that points you in the direction of the fair. Before long, you're right up on the main gates, and you're following this uh, this other car along a gravel road uh, to a grassy, now kind of muddy parking lot filled with cars, trucks, and vans. Uh, suddenly it begins to just <laughs> completely and utterly just pour down torrential rains and a crash of thunder and lightning strikes a nearby field an instant you see similarly costumed people rushing out of the gates of this like what looks like a walled city honestly um it's the park uh, uh the perimeter of the park is like completely walled up and you see people like running through this gate um, they got costumes on, they're just rushing to their cars, they're getting in, uh, and they're pulling off. Um, your friends in the Ultima, they're kind of stopped and pausing, they haven't gotten out yet, they're keeping the windows up, and you look inside and you see they're kind of having a conversation amongst themselves, um, and then they pull off. Um, everyone's just tearing out of here. So, um, my question to you, freshly baked adventurers, what do you do now? You've made it. Um, I think... We would try to catch the first person, I guess, that would walk past us. Um, okay, yeah. so you do see, uh, walking through, everyone's kind of rushing and running. Um, you do see a guy uh, who's walking by. Um, looks like he's about like 18, 19, 20 years old maybe. Um, but he's still got like really bad acne. Um, he's got a uh, polka dot umbrella, which is kind of weird because he's also covered in 
this like PVC armor that he clearly fashioned himself <laughs> and, and painted like metallic. Looking like a heavy knight, but with PVC armor. Exactly right. <laughs> yes. And a polka um, dot. He's umbrella. a little chubby. Um, he's uh, also consistently like blowing his nose and then putting his handkerchief back into his jeans pocket because he's wearing jeans with his with his armor. <laughs> he's a nerd. Um, and so he's walking around. Uh, with his, uh, you know, shield in one hand and, uh, umbrella in the other. Um, and he sees you guys, um, just kind of, are you, you're still in the vehicle? I want to stay in the vehicle until I get confirmation on what's going on because <laughs> of my hair. Yeah, I think I just roll down the window and I call him over. I'm like, Perfect. hey, get over here. Yeah, he walks over, uh, and he says, hey, good morrow, lords and ladies, greetings and welcome, fair travelers of the realms. Hey, super sweet costumes, guys. <laughs> yeah, dig it. What's going on here? Uh, well, uh, much to my own chagrin, it is my dutiful displeasure to inform milady uh, that the park is currently restricted to patrons due to inclement weather. As you can see, it is uh, quite the deluge of a storm, and uh, His Majesty King Stephen has sought counsel amongst his wise sages and has subsequently declared the medieval fantasy fair temporarily closed for your safety until further notice. What the... Are you serious? I did my hair for this. Like, <laughs> We are hopeful that within a few hours, the uh, perturbation of this monsoon shall come to pass, and we will be able to unbar the gates once again, for much revelry is to be had this day. One thing is most certainly for sure, I am looking forward to seeing the nimble exploits of our acrobatic court jester. He can fit his entire fist in his mouth and still sing Ode to a Lover and His Lass. Well, first thing, I don't find that impressive. I can do it too. Second thing, <laughs> second thing, why don't you take my number and you text me when this thing opens back up? Milady, <laughs> uh, uh, that is quite forward, but uh, I, it would be uh, ungentlemanly and unnoble of me to uh, turn that offer down. Here you go. <laughs> and he reaches into his back jeans pocket and he pulls out a flip phone and he hands it over to you, gives you his Nokia. Uh, actually, I will say that before he hands it to you, he like opens up a menu. Um, and he looks up at you and uh, looks down, uh, and then he uh, hands it over to you. And you see that when he hands the phone to you, he's actually written in a contact name already. Um, and it says, uh, Super Hot Booby Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and he hands it to you with a big smile. And absolutely put Andrew's number in it. <laughs> um, cool. And. Uh, then you'll take the phone back and you say, uh, I will be sure to um, send a message your way by uh, by way of a digital uh, uh, messenger pigeon, if you will. <laughs> it's um, I'll just I'll just text you or something. Um, <laughs> when when the fair opens back up. Um, many of our patrons are taking advantage of some of the fine establishments within the town of Prominence. Uh, you may find some of our uh, cafes and restaurants uh, worth your patronage as well. Mm -hmm. thought, uh, what time is it? What, what time is it? It is high noon. Mm. That sounds perfect. So, all right, we're going to head out. Be sure to text us, and when you do, don't be shy about it. And I kind of wink at him. <laughs> My lady. <laughs> Death makes me blush, she does. Um, <laughs> and then I roll up the window, like he keeps talking, and I just roll up the window on, and I just roll my eyes at that point. And... Cool. As you guys are leaving, realizing that uh, everyone that's leaving is going in different directions, you don't even remember which way that you came, because um, no idea which direction to go, um, I'm going to ask you to make us another survival trick. Two. Is it really? Yeah. 
Why do you suck at rolling dice? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I am I so know. sorry. I have no idea why I suck rolling dice, Dutch, but thank you for pointing it out. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we've already established that your cell phones are getting no service out here. Um, you have no sense of direction right now. What do you do? Um, I think I go to take off, and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to drive. I'm tired. The rain is coming down. The windshield's covered, so I just pull over, and I get out. And do, okay, what do you guys do then? <laughs> I'm baffling why she just got out in the rain. I mean, are you you're wearing like your bodysuit too, right? So at this point, it's soaked. I yeah. can hear people screaming as they drive past us, like "Hey!" Totally honking yeah. and whatnot. Cuss a little bit, like "Fuck this! Fuck the Renaissance Fair!" I'm just ready to go <laughs> home. I climb back in the car, climb over all these fools, and climb to the back. You open the door, and a gust of wind. Throw blows in. Um, Andrew, make a dexterity saving throw for me. This is my human self? Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have any modifiers. <laughs> this is a four. Yeah, great. Cool, cool. So <laughs> she opens the door, and immediately a gust of wind and water just comes pouring in, in the form of little tiny raindrops, but a whole heck of a lot of them, and just cover you. Your mane that was beautiful and blown out before is now soaking wet and just dripping off you like a wet fucking cat. You know, for my first Renaissance Fair, this is turning out to be just, like, a, a shitty time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I put hours into this hair. Gotcha. I mean, the ladies helped me out here. Who's driving, then? Well, I look around and realize that Bridget's high, mm-hmm. Amanda's wet. <laughs> <laughs> and now curling He's up not driving. in the back. So I kind of, I look to myself, kind of, I guess I'm driving this time. And right. so I'm just going to scoot over into the driver's seat. Gotcha. And take off like a bat out of hell. Does anybody get in the passenger seat or just leave that empty? I'll get in. Okay. I'll get in the passenger seat. So you guys get out. Wait, so are you climbing from the back? Probably. <laughs> Probably just rolling all over everybody and, and their stuff, just kind of being an inconsiderate. Awesome. I'm officially miserable in this car. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you guys readjust your seating situation and you take off. Uh, Liz, give me a survival check. Make it a good roll. <laughs> look at me, Darsh. <laughs> I'm going to need some two pair Don't look at her die when she rolls. <laughs> 20 that time. Uh, are you fucking serious? Yes, I'm yeah. serious. Are you, you're dead serious? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what the fucking dude? Uh, how about that? I got new glasses. I can see in the rain now. <laughs> I you got new glasses. You can see again. through the rain. Like, <laughs> the rain parts in I front of you and you make your now. way back. It's actually just like windshield wipers on her glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're act. No, no, no. They're they're uh, they're lenses that slowly come out like binoculars. Modern technology. Cool. Groovy. Um, cool. So then you guys uh, take off and head back to uh, back to town. <laughs> chomp, 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 chomp. Sorry, um, I had uh, snacks in my backpack. Yeah, yeah I had snacks. Yeah. No, I was just on like auto mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys left to go, you know, get some grub and then discovered, oh my god, Bridget's got a fucking backpack full of gummy bears and gummy worms and you ate them all. It's quite colorful. <laughs> Were those regular gummy bears and gummy worms? Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you mean, um, <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> Which ones did you eat? <laughs> yeah, it depends. There are a lot of fucking gummies. <laughs> a variety. Well... And then I point, I start to point to all these different gummies real quick. And it's like a random roll of dice. You stick your hand in, you grab one, you may pull out a nat one, you may pull a 20. Oh, let's find out. Seven. You now have disadvantage on strength and dexterity rolls for one hour. All right. 
<laughs> I, I now have an indica. indica. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> All right. And um. we're in there, and I'm just feeling good. I'm just got a good little body buzz. I think I had what he had. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys make your way back to town, back to Prominence, Illinois. Um, get yourself parked. Liz had her eye on the cafe. Yeah. Cool. I forgot. I'm sorry. Where are we? Where? I mean, that was like a whole five minutes ago. So <laughs> I a lot of candy. <laughs> yes, the cafe. Yes. Uh, uh, cafe Taj won't stop talking about it. So let's just go. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Let's do it. I'm ready. Um, so it's raining hard. Let me paint the picture for you guys. Um, you do manage to find a spot a little bit down the road. Um, seems like a lot of people probably kind of gave up on the whole idea of sticking around town because this storm is just coming down. Um, a lot of folks have given up and left town entirely, but you do see some people in costumes and like people that were obviously planning on going to the fair that are in town now running around trying to get into different you know, restaurants and cafes. Um, and you guys uh, managed to get yourself a uh, parking spot that's reasonably close to Cafe 419, and you can rush on in there together. I don't know if you guys have an umbrella with you or if you're just, like, throwing cloaks over your heads. Like, what's this look like when you guys rush into this place? I throw my cloak on quickly and rush out because it smells like wet cat in this car, and I have to get out. Yeah. I just go ahead and make the situation a little bit worse and shake off my mane and then run <laughs> right into it to try to, like, avoid the rain. Um, so as soon as you push through the front door, your nostrils are blasted with the pungent odor of some of the most delicious kind bud you have ever tasted in your face holes before. And it hits you like a cold splash of water. At first, it shocks your brain, but then you quickly find that it shakes you into this comfortably new headspace as you begin to realize fully just how weed-friendly this establishment seems to be. The haze begins to lift and your eyes start to adjust to the darkened room, and you notice in addition to the tasty smoke cloud lingering in the air is the sweet-smelling aroma of spices and incense. Super mellow trance-like music pulses through the sound system. Parts of the walls that aren't covered with colorful graffiti art are decorated with beads and unusually woven patterned drapes made of all kinds of different fabrics. There's a sporadic collection of low tables, a handful of which are surrounded by plush sofas and floor cushions. And seated right in front of you on a high chair behind a podium-sized hostess desk, with her legs crossed under a floral gown, is a woman in her mid-twenties. A warm glow from a nearby low-lit lamp casts a slight shadow across part of her face. You see that her dreadlocks are pulled back tight and wrapped in a bandana, revealing some very large, dangly earrings. She lifts her gaze up to you from a crumbly paperback book that is so old and tattered it could easily have been read a thousand times over already. She stares at you for a moment through thick-rimmed glasses and takes a brief draw off of a smoldering spliff before laying it gently and with great intent in an ashtray. That sort of looks like a brazier that's being held up by a topless woman, and underneath her are two little gnomes with one hand under each of her boobs. And a little sign on the bottom that says, Titty Gnome.
did you say titty gnome? Titty gnome? I mean, that's what it says, yeah. I just what made that up. What is the titty gnome? <laughs> oh, you don't know? Can we Who do a history check of the titty gnome? Uh, so. Titty gnome apparently is something that Taj completely made up like five minutes ago. Over pizza. While we were eating pizza. And I decided to incorporate it into the game, so there it is. <laughs> Please keep your creativity coming, Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, there's a brazier that she has, with great intent, put her spliff in. Yeah, she just dropped it in there. And, and then, like, the brazier is actually like a bowl that's being held by this topless woman. Yeah. But under each of her <laughs> bosoms? Yes. Is this yeah, one we'll titty gnome? Bosoms, yeah. Does one titty gnome hold each breast, yes. or is there two titty gnomes? No, no, no. It's one on each okay. side. <laughs> oh, so Ambidextrous titty gnome. gnome. No, it's one gnome on each side. One gnome per boob. Yeah. One gnome per boob. Ooh. Let's no, leave no, that no, up no to no the No twisting, no twisting. Yeah. The other one. No twisting. Okay. One gnome in one hand, he's got like a pipe, and the other one. Um, in his hand, like one hand's holding a boob, and the other hand, he's holding a sign, and it says, Good vibes don't cost a thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So she she puts her she puts her spliff down. Mm-hmm. Um, she she shifts her eyes to meet each and every one of yours as you pile into her lounge before she speaks through a lazy half-crooked smile and as smoke falls out of her mouth at the same rate as her words she says to you hey what's up travelers we've been waiting for you i, I look around I'm like, who, who made a reservation oh we we wait for everybody it's just something we do around here i like your titty gnomes i'm a big fan myself i don't even know where that came from it's just Appeared like a lot of strange things do here. Like you. You just appeared. You're probably looking for a place to relax, yes? You look like a shit heap. Um, come on in out of the rain. Dry yourselves off. Let's get you some place to relax. And uh, so she walks off um, and uh, beckons for you to follow her. Um, through the cafe she finds a nice table for you gestures to sit down there um she grabs uh, a freshly cleaned hookah brings it over sets it down um it's got four hoses on it um and she says uh um so what are we smoking today fam brown or green 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 i think we're gonna smoke some green when she asked, I kind of like tilt my head to her, and like as everybody says green, I raise my eyebrows up and down, and I'm like, I think it's the green, and then I, my eyebrows go up and down. <laughs> um, she has a slight chuckle to herself, um, almost as if it's like an inside joke that even you guys aren't in on, and she says, "I'll send Zicky over." So she runs off. Um, I look over to the group and say, maybe we should have picked the brown. I'm I'm not down with the brown. (laughs) (laughs) Not not personally, I like that. What can brown do for you? (laughs) I'm I'm like Popeye. I want want my spinach and it's got to be green. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The look on her face didn't. What was the name she said? And I kind of looked around. I wasn't paying that much attention. And suddenly, bursting through a curtain of beads, probably the most badass fucking NPC I have ever created, makes his way onto the scene. Ladies and gentlemen, please, let me introduce to you... 
Calvin Zagalia Montel Thistlewood, aka Ziggymon. With a smile on his face that could please the gods, an eyelid so heavily laying over his peepers, you think if he wasn't moving right now, he'd be fucking asleep. Saunters over to your table, wielding a tray of mini quesadilla bites in one hand. He stands every bit of six feet tall, but overshoots that by a mile with his crop of twisted dreadlocks atop his head, decorated with baubles and shells. He is olive-skinned and adorned with patchwork pants, a colorfully stitched vest, no shirt, no shoes, but wearing a hemp necklace with this enormous crystal hanging from it that gleams in the warm glow of the dim lit lamps and candles throughout this lounge. And he comes over to you guys and says, Hey, what's up, dudettes and dudorinos? Welcome to Cafe 419, where we always have room for one more. <laughs> First time in the fly zone, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I and thought so. I never forget a face, and I definitely would have remembered you, bong rippers. What is up with the regalia? You guys look sick as hell. Well, we were gonna go to the Renaissance Fair, but that's a bust. Renaissance Fair? Is that that crazy place up the street where people, like, get all dressed up and hit each other with, like, foam swords and stuff? And I motion towards our costumes like, of course, why the fuck do you think we're dressed like this? Hey, we don't judge. There's all kinds of weirdos coming in here from time to time, (laughs) as you might imagine. Here's some mini quesadillas, bros. All right, so... And then he reaches into his vest and pulls out, like, a handful of all these different vials. He says, looks like we're going with the green today. You guys got anything in mind? I've got, let's see, I've got OG Purple Haze if you want a breezy lift off to Dreamland. Got some Funky Monkey if you're trying to catch a rocket blast to Chattertown. Uh, still got some of this Tropicana cookie dough for the heady types, you know, if you're just trying to dial in your vibe. Um, get a little small. Got, you know, some, oh, I got some of this left. And you see... He separates this one vial. It's got this wooden cap on it. Uh, inside is a uh, bright, crystal-coated, bluish-green bud. Uh, it has these magnificent orange hairs. Uh, it, he, he pops the top off, extends the vial in all of your directions just to get a whiff. And he says, This, compadres, is called Transcending can I do a perception check to see if, if I've seen anything like this? Yeah, whatsoever? and make it a um, we'll make it a nature check, but it's just gonna be a d20 because you're still a human. You don't have any modifiers, okay. so just a roll and see what check. you do. Yeah. And I just want to see if I've ever seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. I did get a twelve. Okay, this is something that, like, it almost illuminates when you peek inside the vial. Like it's got like this weird like, like, neon glow about it almost. I like look at the group and I'm like I think we made the wrong decision it's not the brown or the green I think it's what's in between <laughs> it's what it's what's in between it is what's in between and I look at the group and I point to this and I'm like that's exactly what we should get when you guys take a whiff of this stuff it's really kind of interesting um, like the aroma does just pour out of this as soon as he pops the top off. Top off. Um, you initially smell like um, hints of citrus and berries, uh, strong notes of earth and fresh pine, but then also the more that he keeps it open, the scent kind of lingers in the air and you swear that you smell 
like some of your favorite smells ever like fresh baked chocolate chip cookies um um uh, uh, cotton candy popcorn at the movies like whatever your individual most nostalgic memory is that's associated with a particular smell it's in there warm pecan pie mm. i love it yeah yeah warm pecan pie yeah and and also i can almost smell like it's 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 a buddy smell mm-hmm. but it's really really Heavy and like almost mapley, but I can smell the pecans in this. Do you, do you smell the pecan? And I kind of like look around and I'm like amazed at this point. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, I think it smells like plums. It's got a very fruity smell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Plums. Fruit. Juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some of the best stuff on the planet, at least that I know of. Um, either way, I, I honestly, I gotta tell you guys, probably don't want to smoke this. Um... He reaches in and, and affectionately pulls out uh, a single bud by its stem and holds it up. And he's like, because this, this little nugget here, this is enough to send you to a whole nother dimension. Like realness, Toke Lords. This stuff takes people to a different world. Uh, why don't I just hook you up with some Funky Monkey? That'd be good, right? I just shake my head and roll my eyes and I say, why does everybody always say this about their bud? You don't have the best bud. Just give it here and sell it to us. Sounds like you holding out, homie. I don't have my kid this weekend. I'm on, no, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I don't want. It. I don't want the funky monkey. I don't. Want I've that. had funky monkey. Do you remember we had that funky monkey banana bread? I mean, it was okay. Yeah. You know, it was nothing great. But it ain't got nothing on that sticky icky right there. Transcend. My man. <laughs> All right, you guys called it. The dude in the wizard hat. He's got the highest persuasion roll that I've seen so far. So <laughs> we're gonna go with this stuff. And he starts crumbling it up in a grinder. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Opens it up. Fills up the little bowl, puts it right into the hookah. Um, there's four hoses on this thing. Um, he's looking at five of you guys, and he's having a hard time doing the math. Like, you see him, like, literally counting. He's like, okay, one, two, uh, um. Don't even worry about it. Let these guys go first. I'll, I'll, you guys do it. I'll, That's I'll, chivalrous, I'll, I'll dude. That. I love your style. Okay. Um, and then he hands four hoses to, uh, Bridget. Hands a hose to Andrew. Hands a hose to Amanda. Hands a hose to Taj. He lights a match and holds it just over the bowl pauses for a moment and he says all right compadres buckle up for safety prepare for departure because you my friendly voyagers are about to go on a journey he leans in real close and he says be careful out there and if you see him tell gilly I said, what's cracking, crackle lord? And then he drops the match in there and lets you guys soak in the smoke. Uh, as I do this, I look almost like nervously. Uh, I look at Taj. I look at uh, Amanda. I look at Bridget. Y'all ready? <laughs> at this point, like I inhale as deep as I can. Like I'm one full breath. I continue to hit it, but just like earlier, I'm shaking my head and rolling my eyes at the show that just went on, so I just want to hit it. I'm Anakin Skytoker over here. I'm over here hitting this stuff really, <laughs> really hard. You know. Uh, that's going to be a t-shirt someday. <laughs> um, I hesitantly hold it up to my lips, but I am looking around and just stealing myself for Ooh. this. Taking um, a deep breath. Liz, you lean back in your sofa, 
Um, watch your friends take deep, deep puffs off of this thing. Um, the smoke fills the little lounge area that you guys are in. Um, you see thick, thick, thick smoke clouds starting to billow up um, from the hose, from the bowl itself. Um, eventually, it gets like so cloudy and hazy in this tiny little area that your friends almost kind of like disappear in the fog. And you guys, um, as you're pulling into this smoke, breathing in, it's like kind of weird how this happens because this is not normal. This smoke should just be going directly into your lungs. You haven't even exhaled yet, but yet smoke is pouring out of this hookah as you guys are breathing in. When you finally exhale, there is so much fog coming out, and that is exactly what Liz sees filling up this space. Um, as you breathe out and you try and bring in your next breath, nothing. Like... You guys cannot breathe for a moment. Your lungs seize up. <laughs> for a half a second, you guys are struggling to breathe. I don't know if you've ever had this moment where you've like thought you were drowning, but like you have this moment of panic where you're like, this was a bad idea. And then suddenly, everything around you just closes in. It's like complete and total tunnel vision. Um, all you see in front of you is just cloud of smoke and it begins to swirl in front of your eyes and then pull around your head almost if you're going through a tunnel. You breathe in again and all of a sudden you're, you take like the best breath you've ever taken in your entire life, almost like it's the first one ever. It feels so amazing. It's that breath of life that just reinvigorates you again, but yet you're still moving forward like on a roller coaster, but not one of those that go up a hill and goes down. It's like one of those where like they press a button, like, like yeah, that 14 year old kid who's just being an asshole is like, okay, everybody ready? 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 Here we go! And then presses the button and then you're gone. And you guys are like shot out into space. It's like... It's like you actually go inside of a kaleidoscope. The colors in the room just like turn into shards of glass and then all of a sudden break through and then there's just this swirling mass of different colors like tie-dye and, and neon black light colors just all mixed together. Um, you... Feel your stomach like go up into your chest and then drop all the way down. If if you had anything to eat recently, it would totally be gone out of your out of your out of your stomach right now. Even those edibles we ate. Maybe that's maybe that's some of that colorful kaleidoscope stuff that you're seeing as you spew forth some of those gummies and it just splashes back in your eyes, right? It's colorful gummy yeah. vomit. And you guys, you're gone. Liz. While this is happening to them. All you see is a cloud of smoke. Outside, the storm is still brewing. Suddenly, a flash of lightning. And the windows of this place bust wide open. Shattered glass comes flying in. A gust of wind chases after all those shards and causes that foggy mass in front of you to just completely dissipate. And then you suddenly realize the entire place is gone totally dark and quiet. Your friends are gone. Ziggy, my favorite NPC of all time, has vanished. His girlfriend, the, play, the girl that runs the place, that, that greeted you when you came in here, gone. Nobody is in here but you. And then suddenly, another flash of lightning. And you actually see an electric bolt come in through that open window and then smash into the table in front of you. The hookah flies up into the air and gets tossed to the floor. Boom! A explosion occurs right there in front of you, and smoke smolders up from the ground below. Uh, you look down to see where, like, there's this tiny crater that just opens up in front of you, and 
it takes you about a half a second to like really kind of kind of acclimate to this new scene that you're staring at and you see a pair of boots standing in that crater you look up you see a pair of legs you look up you see incredibly chiseled abs of a topless man you look up you see huge (laughs) pectoral muscles you see tattoos all over this guy from neck to the tips of his fingers and like down his sides um he's got this long beautiful flowing mane of hair that looks 10 times better than andrews ever did he's got a beard that drops down just below his nipples this guy is gorgeous he's got like very much a jason momoa vibe going on right i think i saw him on tiktok actually Mm. (laughs) in his hand you remember how andrew also had a pitchfork uh-huh. This guy's got a pitchfork as well, but his is way better looking. <laughs> it's probably bigger, too. Yeah, it's much bigger. It's got a lot more girth to it. And this guy definitely knows how to use it. Um, but this thing is gorgeous. It's like gleaming gold. Um, beautifully, ornately decorated. Um, this seems like less of a weapon and more like a, a an accessory to his lack of fashion etiquette. Because let's face it, the guy's just wearing pants and boots. That's it. Um... And he's staring there at you, uh, throws his hair back, and you realize that his hair is like completely wet. And he just kind of shakes it off a little bit, and he says, Whoa! And he looks directly at you. And he's like, Hey, Alana? Is that your name? Um, I'm not really yeah, sure what's going Alana, on right, right now. You're like, I can tell from the ears. I'm kind of um, obviously shocked and a little bit dazed um, by his beauty alone, but also <laughs> by the fact that he knew my uh, character's name. And uh, oh wait, whoops! I'm so nervous. I fall back. <laughs> Literally falls back Literally in her fall chair. Back. But then I remember my ears, and I reach up because um, I got these cute little, mm-hmm. you know, elf ears for my costume, mm-hmm. uh, and they're there, but. I'm gonna stop you right there. You're definitely the girl I'm looking for. Um, you gonna eat those? And he points at the mini quesadillas. Uh, I haven't had a decent grub in like a week. Would that be cool if I yeah, sit down and have some of these? Eat, awesome. eat okay, them, cool. eat them. So he sits down. I'm offering some of my gummies too. Uh, no, that's cool. You keep those. Um, and right. he starts eating some of these quesadillas, <laughs> just like stuffing them in his mouth. And he's like, oh man, oh, good. Um, I'm kind of sitting back here and just kind of like, arms crossed. And uh, eating my gummies and watching him enjoying his quesadilla right now. (laughs) I haven't even noticed no one's here. (laughs) So he ends up clearing about half the platter of mini quesadilla bites by the time he's done grubbing down. And after licking his fingers clean, he settles into a sofa chair across from you and sets his trident aside. He stares deep into your eyes and he says, So, hey, nice to meet you. Alana, I'm your patron deity. My name's Cord. They call me the Stormbringer. And you, my dear, have been a devout follower of mine for quite some time, and I want you to know I appreciate that. It's pretty badass having Tempest worshippers like yourself in different worlds across the multiverse, and your friends here, well, they just took off to go visit another one of those clear across the other side of existence. Like, they're literally flying through another dimension at this moment. That cat Ziggy wasn't messing around when he told you all that smoking this tasty herb was a ticket to Funky Town. The place your pals are headed right now is a pretty wild place. It's mostly a super chill world. They really kind of dig me over there, which is pretty sweet, but 
Lately, things have been getting kind of wacky amongst the Pantheon, and there's a good chance that the longer they hang out there, your compadres are going to run into some trouble, which means they could really use your support. Now, I know you got that righteous protective instinct, so if you're really down with the cloud, then I will gladly provide you with some assistance by granting you all the magic you're going to need. I'm talking healing spells, the ability to wield lightning, you can even control the weather when you get strong enough, but the most important thing is going to be keeping your buds alive. I promise I'll check in on you from time to time, but as long as you say a prayer to me every once in a while and keep me in mind, I'll always be just a bolt of lightning away, and happy to help out however I can. I'm sort of speechless. Um, you're literally telling me that you're speechless right now. You realize that? It's kind of a weird thing to say. <laughs> I'm a conundrum, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about you, kid. But yeah, I think the gravity. I think the gravity of the situation is just really setting in, and I'm looking around, and I don't see anybody at all. And, uh, hell, I believe in Stranger Things, and I've got to go save my friends if this is what it is. I'll eat another gummy. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you just watch their back and here and he picks up the hookah on the crown holds it in front of you hands you the hose and he snaps his fingers bolts of lightning little teeny tiny one comes flying off the light bulb and, the, and one of the lamps nearby that just lights up and then pew, shoots over to the bowl sparks up hands you the hose and he says uh, you know uh, just remember call on me if you need help um, I'm wiggling my eyebrows up and down but I'm just like um, let's do it. <laughs> you take a puff, oh. and then he vanishes in a cloud of smoke. Same thing happens to you. You take off on a rocket ship, flying through space and time. Uh, kaleidoscope shards of colored glass flying around you. Um, the rest of you guys are experiencing the same thing, just in a slightly different timeline. Um, uh, you constantly around you. I mean, this is this is like Millennium Falcon going into you know deep space. You know, hitting uh, was it? That's not warp. Hitting hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Yes, thank mm -hmm. you. Hitting hyperdrive. Right. Um, and yet there's like this cloud of smoke that's around you guys. And if you look to the left or the right, you see all kinds of crazy shit. You see like um, a giant frog riding on the back of a of a unicorn, and it like kind of just gives you the little salute with two fingers, like. You see, um, like, this, like, nasty, evil, like, green-skinned witch on a broom, like, dun 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 like, flying around, like, all that crazy shit. You see munchkins with lollipops. You see all kinds of crazy psychedelic stuff you could imagine. That's what you see right now happening all around you. I'm picturing more like that uh, nutty scene in Willy Wonka when they go through the, the chocolate river. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know keep on rowing. Yes. Yes. I don't know which way we're going. Yes. And then... <laughs> Eventually, everything parts, and you see this huge, huge, expansive field. But you're looking at it from above. You guys are falling out of the sky right now. I want everyone to roll a d6 two times for me. Oh, no. I did get... Five total. Cool. Um, you're gonna take five points of bludgeoning damage as you <laughs> fall from the sky and hit the ground. Are you for real? Yep. So the total of both? Seven. Seven? You take seven points of bludgeoning damage. Five for Taj. I have five too. Five for Bridget. Ten. Um, you ten. haven't fallen out of the sky just yet. Ooh. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you guys smack the ground. Um, you fell uh, about like 50 feet and hit the ground. This should have hurt way more than it really did. 
um, shakes you a little bit. Like, I mean, you get this like head change as soon as you stop uh, and, you know, meet the earth. Uh, you are in a bush field, um, just tons and tons of, of, of leaves surrounding you. You guys have fallen in an area that you're a little bit separated, but you can still see through the branches and see each other. Um, but here's the really crazy thing. When you guys look at Bridget, hard to make the connection at first, but when you last saw her, she was wearing a costume and looked like her kitty cat character, Cloud. In this moment, when you see Bridget, you see a real cat person. Like, you actually see real fur, real cute little pink kitty nose, whiskers and all. You look at Taj, and you see a dwarf. Like, it's still Taj. You recognize that it's Taj. You see that his face is there. Um, you recognize the costume, but this is not his fiance's nighty gown. This is a real wizard's robe, right? Then, you look at Amanda. And a man is not wearing that bodysuit that's like all covered in mud and, you know, sludge and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's uh, completely and totally like skin of alabaster um, and sharp ears like a knife. Um, straight, beautiful hair. Um, perfectly flaxen hair. Uh, um, everything about her resembles the character that you imagined in your mind. And then... You guys look over at Andrew and you see a real live Lion Man. Like, totally for real Lion Man. With the mane, with the whiskers, with the big jowls, with the paws. And then, you guys take a moment to look down at yourselves and you see yourselves. Man, you see that your skin is white as paper. Bridget and Andrew, you guys look down and see real cat paws. I go to scream, but then... A really? roar comes out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, is it pretty loud? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, look at everyone, and if I remember, like, Amanda's butt ass naked right now, right? Oh yes, <laughs> there is that too. <laughs> so at the moment, I don't notice because there's a fucking lion in front of <laughs> exactly, me. Exactly. Yes. So, I I mean, like, I get that something's different, but I'm just amazed at, right now, Bridget and Andrew. And so, I haven't really noticed yet that I'm right. butt-ass naked, as it was put. I don't know if you noticed, but there's two cat people over here, and I'm not Gary Stick around. <laughs> and so, I look around for the voice, and then I look down and see Taj. Yeah. And the voice that you hear is definitely his voice. You recognize that. Unmistakable, right? I, I scream because I see her. I see, excuse me, I see Bridget and I see myself. And then I scream, Am uh, Amanda, uh, 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 your titties out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and even that concludes our first episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even have a titty gnome. <laughs> No, not at the moment. No, there's no titty gnomes here, at least that you can see. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, Bridget, Andrew, and Taj, you guys take a moment, maybe a second or two, to really kind of check yourselves out. Um, and it suddenly dawns on you, like you do finally get it, that you are your characters. 
So um, I I am literally like pinching my skin, right? And I'm feeling that, and then even as I go to like say "ow," it is my voice. But then if I moan, it comes out like mm-hmm. a little roar. Or... I'm definitely like feeling my ears, mm-hmm. feeling my tail, looking at my paws. I'm a lot taller now. Yes, a yes, lot you taller. Are. Yes, you are. When I see her looking at her tail, I yes. see look at mine, but I keep. <laughs> Kind of like looking to my left, and my tail goes around, and I'm almost chasing my tail a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, ah, ah, dude, dude, I got, I got a tail. I got, I got a tail. It's in that moment I realize it's Andrew as a lion. Bingo. Yes. <laughs> I just shake my head again and turn around. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Bridget, you got a tail. You got oh a gosh. tail. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you're naked. Ears. You guys got tails, wait. and I got baby legs. <laughs> wait, wait, Taj, 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 and I, I noticed at this point that he's a dwarf. Like, he's shorter, he's broader, he's somehow dirtier, maybe. <laughs> at this Terrible point, stereotype, but it does it does hit hard. Yes, yes. At this point, I'm still not fully aware that I'm naked. I mean, I hear them saying it, but right. I look around and I'm like. Where's Liz? The moment you say that, you look up to the sky, and you... Actually, what draws your attention up to the sky is you hear a thunderclap from above. And you look up, and you see this dark cloud up in the sky, and immediately it swirls about into this vortex, and then shoots down in a funnel right to about maybe 30, 40 feet above your heads. And then... Liz drops out of the sky, but not Liz. You see a petite elf who has some dwarven features, um, probably wearing chainmail, wielding a mace and a shield, with a backpack on her, strapped to her back, and she is falling out of the sky, probably screaming her head off right now. And then poof. Uh, go ahead and roll 2d6 for me. Oh, you did already, didn't you? Yeah, you got ten. Oh, you got ten. You got a ten. You hit the ground, poof, hard. <laughs> hard. 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 Um, right in the middle of your friends. Um, you guys see Liz literally drop right out of the sky, but it's not Liz, of course. You see um, her character. And I say, oh, there she is. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That's that's Liz, and you're Amanda, and... You know, I smoked DMT once, and it was nothing like this. It was similar, but I have no idea. And at this point, like, I look down, and this is still kind of laying there because she hit hard. I'm going to poke <laughs> her with a stick. Is she okay? Uh, I'm on the ground. I just notice as I'm dropping, all of a sudden, I weigh a whole lot more. I feel like I'm, like, way down. And I look down, and I see that I have a shield, and I've got armor, and... My hair is white, and I look and I notice, you know, I, for instinctively or whatever, just go to touch my hair, and I feel my ear, and I expect when I touch the tip of my ear for it to be plastic and not feel anything, but I feel actually my ear, and so I'm just like frantically right now, just like feeling all over my head and my face, and uh, just... 
kind of like in awe that I fell. Also a little bit hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're all in a little bit of pain right now. Yeah. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. I'm almost, it sounds like I'm saying it to her, but I'm almost saying it to myself. <laughs> and I'm like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. So another thing worth pointing out. Um, you guys uh, littered around the ground that you didn't even comprehend at first because you smacked into the ground. Um, but when you dropped out of the sky, you were actually holding equipment, weapons, gear. And as soon as you hit the ground, you dropped it and just all over the place. So surrounding you on the ground right now is every single thing that is on your character sheet is around you. You've got your Dungeoneer's pack or your Explorer's pack. You've got, you know, your rations, did my, your did weapons. My, tr- my trident's no You've longer got, a pitchfork. Your trident is no longer a pitchfork. Mm. It is a beautiful <laughs> trident. And I'm, yes. like, I'm like, I'm like... Look at this! Like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wow. Like, we dress for this. Yeah, and a gorgeous shield. Um, Taj, you uh, look down. You see uh, a strange thing, like uh, sheathed on your on your belt robe or your robe your belt your belt your belt your robe belt. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Around your waist mm-hmm. is a pelt and on that belt is a pouch or a sheath and there is a dagger inside that a beautiful jewel encrusted dagger which looks exactly how you envision the dagger that you got in our last D&D session that beautiful oh, magic dagger you actually drew that for us man yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like that's the one you drew oh that's my the god <laughs> like beautiful like I think I'm gonna go stab something. <laughs> <laughs> and I like put my hands up. And I'm like, I won't bite. I won't bite. I won't bite. Um, and then uh, is it a crossbow or, or a, a longbow? Or longbow. A longbow. Yeah, there's a longbow. Um, quiver and arrows are kind of spilled all over the place. Cloud um, or four cloud. Uh, I haven't quite figured that out yet, I guess. Um, and then, um, and Amanda's not entirely naked. Um, she does also have a belt on, I believe. It has a book strapped to it. And also a dagger, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all your gear is there. Um, starting to connect the dots, guys. Maybe. Can, I, can yeah. I test something real quick? Yeah. Can I do an acrobatics check to see if I can jump higher? Yes, and you like... can. What'd you get? A, a nat one. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have you roll a perception check as well. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's a four plus my perception. All right, which is zero. So. <laughs> you gonna do? Uh, you say a backflip? I just want to see. I wanted to like almost or jump. You just. I just wanted to jump okay. almost. You um, know? I'm gonna say you attempt to do a backflip. Okay. Thinking like, um, you know what? If this, let's just try this. This is crazy. Um, you. Do one of those things, like, I don't know if you've ever seen those cat videos where, like, they're about to go jump on something and then they totally just whiff. <laughs> yeah. This is what this is what Andrew, now Lyonin, uh, <laughs> attempts to do a, a jump and flip over the air and just lands on his head. Um, <laughs> and furthermore, you don't even realize why it didn't work. <laughs> and I, I Are just, you okay? Like, I just roar. Like, 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 like lad. Like, <laughs> I roar so convincingly. Like, I don't understand why it didn't work. Like, why didn't I backflip if I can fucking roar? <laughs> but it's like, um, I get up and I just like shake my head. I'm like, can anybody else do something cool? Because all I got was a fucking trident. <laughs> well, I'm in a wizard costume. Let's see if we got some magic here. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, I instantly get behind a tree. 
<laughs> so Is no there... trees in sight. Oh, um, <laughs> then I'm gonna lay down. A pr- I'm gonna lay down in prowl mode. Like, yeah. Um, like in Sim- uh, when uh, Mufasa's teaching Simba how to hunt, mm-hmm. and he jumps on the bird. I'm like getting down, but I'm Simba. I'm not Mufasa. <laughs> so my butt's still up in the air, but I'm hiding. Right, right. What, what, what magic you try? Hmm. Let's play with fire. All right. Let's cast, Why not? Yeah. Let's play with fire. So uh, I'm like, I'm like, everybody look. stand back. <laughs> I don't move. I, I look around. I don't believe like, it. I feel like this is the Matrix right now. All right. And like you're about to jump off a building and I don't know yeah. if you're going to make it. But I'm um, hoping you do. Just straight up in the air. Okay. Straight up. Cool. Um, no need to make an attack. You just fire straight. Actually, let's make let's make a roll just to make sure you don't roll in that one. Yeah, go for it. Oh, no, that one. Beard gets on fire. Oh, it's still not good. Um, three. <laughs> Lights appeared on fire. So you're still new at this. <laughs> Literally your first time doing this in reality. Um, <laughs> you do one of these things where like you're about to do like smoking guns, <sighs> um, but yet you haven't fired yet. So you hold it up like this and go, <sighs> and then pew, not realizing like, you know, the, the, the components involved for casting a spell, and then pew, just shoots right up, singes a little bit of your beard hairs, it goes right past you, but you do shoot fire out of your fingertips. Um, it goes flying right past your head, knocks your hat off, um, little singe marks on your hat actually as you do that, um, and then also goes flying past several of the leaves on the branches that are above you on these bushes, and that's when you come with the realization, oddly enough, as cool as it is that you just shot fire out of your fingertips, but you singe some of these leaves, and it causes uh, a certain odor to kind of emanate in the air as these burning leaves. And you smell bud. You smell mm. weed. You guys suddenly realize that you're in a big old patch, a big old field of really tall cannabis plants right now. Can I do a perception check? Uh, mm-hmm. What are you trying to do? Just get a, get a, get some bearings? I want to see if, like, I remember. I've never seen anything like that shit we just smoked. <laughs> right? I want to see if I can, like... Is this the same thing that I just smoked? In that case, uh, make a uh, nature check. Ooh, a nature check. Mm-hmm. So this will be a natural, because, mm-hmm. no pun intended, with the nature check. Right, 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 right. That's plus zero. Awesome, cool. I got a five. Okay. Um, just looks like bud to you. But, I mean, if you're checking it out, uh, you would notice that... Um, you know these these are uh, grow these are plants that are in the growing stage right now. They don't have like buds on them just yet. So um, you just got like one major stem in each one of these like one central stem and then several stems shooting off from them and just leaves, Le- like very lush leaves. Um, but I will say that you notice that these leaves do have sort of like a purple veiny hue to them. Like you all smell that? I look over at Taj and Amanda and Liz. Liz like. Are you up at this point? Are you standing up? Have you gathered yourself? Um, I've gathered myself, but I'm kind of still looking around, and I just had like a... I know everyone probably has, um, but I just had this a crazy experience, um, and I'm hurting a little bit, but I'm noticing like I'm even knocking on my um, armor a little bit and like hearing the chains rattle and feeling that it's heavy, um, and I kind of want to see if I can heal myself. He said he could... If, if I called or if I, you know, I did, then I would have these abilities. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to try to cure my wounds. Cool. Um, do you use uh, cure cure wounds? Yeah. Cool. 
Um, so you like press your hand uh, to your chest, okay. um, and you've got uh, your 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 necklace actually. So we can say you actually kind of hold on to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you hold on I to the amulet. Yeah, you're holding on to your moonstone, your moonstone amulet, um, and you guys see Liz grab hold, or actually Alana. I mean, this is her character, obviously in front of you. You see Alana grab her necklace, um, and it starts to glow in her fist. Um, rays of radiant light start to come out through the, in between her fingers and stuff, and you see that that glow begin to perpetuate all through her chest, um, flow through her body, and her entire body kind of glows for a moment like this bright yellowish white just glow. Um, and you immediately go ahead and roll. Um, I think it's one d eight plus something plus whatever your modifier is, right? Okay. Yes. 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 I as I see her glow. I actually drop everything I'm holding. Like, as I drop it, my jaw drops. And I'm just, like, amazed. And you watch, and you actually see your friend Liz now embodying her character from Dungeons & Dragons, Alana the Cleric, as she, using a first-level Cure Wound spell, heals herself and regains all of her hit points. How, 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 how did that feel? How, like, what just happened to you? I think I just cured myself. I, what happened to you guys? I, I, <laughs> do you think you could cure my hat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I think I can mend. <laughs> yes, you can. So, uh, my hat's got a huge crater on it at this point. It's just sitting on the side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Who said mending was a shit spell? <laughs> We're fixing wizard hats over here. <laughs> you cannot see me right now, but I am dancing in my <laughs> And yes, you take his hat, you hold it, and you just like have this vision. You envision what this hat would look like in its perfect condition, and then like it just like magically, naturally, like, almost like heals itself. Swing! Yeah. It's like Viagra for wizard hats. Now at this point, I'm watching all of this happen, and it's really sinking in. Mm-hmm. So I look at Liz, mm-hmm. I look at Taj, I look at Bridget, I look at Andrew, and then I look down. Yep. And I realize I'm naked. It hit you. Yeah. So I actually reach up and I grab one of these big pot leaves and I pull it down and I wrap it around me. Like Eve style? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. (laughs) Uh, Your tits are still out, Amanda. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I look at Taj and I'm like, you don't have to cover them. <laughs> Taj like looks at me noddingly. He's like, yeah. Again, I just shake my head and walk away. <laughs> As Amanda turns and begins to make a path for herself through the plants, now in the naked body of Mana Jean. The Kalistar Warlock, born to a witch coven of Drow, who she slayed upon reaching adulthood. In a moment of realization, she freezes, looking upwards. And the gaze of our remaining protagonists follows above, and each of them begin to feel a shudder, a quake of awe 
and wonder that erupts through their bodies for the first time since falling out of it, they all stop and stare at the sky overhead. Perhaps the most majestically colorful sky you have ever imagined. I'm talking about fluffy clouds, a deep purple, lined by uh, chromatic iridescent rings. A glowing afternoon sun beams down, but not, not that typical radiant yellow, almost pure white gleaming fireball you're used to seeing when you look up at it on any given afternoon. This sun here is burning with a soft, dreamsicle-esque orangish hue. And the sky itself, oh my god, the sky, if if Bob Ross had dropped a tab of LSD and decided to paint a sky, this is what the motherfucker would look like. A perfect cool blue straight up ahead, but this tangerine sun seems to cast a, 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 a full spectrum uh, that reflects or refracts onto the atmosphere in such a way that it, it leaves a streaking rainbow across the entire sky from horizon to horizon. It's like some fucked up watercolor painting. And I don't care if Bob Ross's preferred choice of pigment comes in a tube that says acrylic. It doesn't fucking matter because this shit is too fucking weird to worry about the details. The sky is a crazy, beautiful mess, man. Listen up. Bridget. Now wearing the fur-covered figure of Cloud, the tabaxi transient turned trusty mercenary. Taj, under the wizard cap and robe of the wandering dwarven spellslinger Art the Wiz. Andrew, with his glorious mane and the gladiatorial feline physique of the Leonin warrior Leonidas. And Liz embodying the form of the petite, tender-hearted, and strong-spirited cleric bred from birthright of both elven and dwarven royalty. Yeah, that's right. A half-elf, half-dwarf. It's a thing. At least in our campaign it is, dagnabbit. Stop asking questions! All of these people, unbeknownst to them, champions of a newfound realm, look up to the sky and see not just all the weird shit I just described a moment ago, but also hanging in the rainbow sky are two pale moons. And it's in that moment, looking up at those two moons, that our heroes actually realize they are on a trip. A long-ass way from home. I'm pretty, I'm, well, shaking up, so I'm I'm dismissing it as being high, so I'm like, well, that was some good shit. I'm just going to roll with it. Makes sense. Uh, I'm almost like that, I don't know if I feel that sort of high where I'm like panicky, or it's like anxiety, but I'm really like, I understand that this is not only like good stuff, but it was like out of this world, yeah. you know, no pun intended, but like, this is like an acid trip, but not but more real like might have they might have laced whatever we were smoking i what told you, you i smelled pecan pie um i told you that's what it smelled like <laughs> i'd smoke it again <laughs> me too 
At this point, I just assume I'm asleep in the back seat, and I'm glad that I let Liz drive. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up dream, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a really fucked up dream. And so, just to see, I punch Andrew, who Make is an now Lionitis. An and I realize... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Broke your hand. Is it a nat one again? No, it's a four. That's Thank not great God. either. Um, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you attempt to make a punch. You attempt to make a strike at Lionitis. Um, Lionitis, you see her taking a, you know, taking a swipe at you. You well, lean back. And raise my way. shield, because I realize there at this go. point that I have a shield and trident. Mm-hmm. And I just raise my shield real quick. And, like, she kind of telegraphed it, so I'm almost laughing <laughs> as I see her punch my shield. <laughs> and again, I shake my hand, and I start to think this feels familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you definitely have that thought. Yes. yes, you do. Uh, oh, I'm like... <laughs> I don't think it's a dream anymore. I don't think it's a dream anymore. That hurt. Fuck. <laughs> and I... I look and I'm like, where, what happened? He's shooting fire. You healed yourself. Typically, Amanda would have slapped me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to block it with the shield. And uh, I, look at Bri- I look at Bridget and I'm like, wait, wait. If you're not Bridget in your cloud, why don't you? And I'll, I'm like trying to think about like D&D real quick. I'm like, go hide. Go hide right now. Okay. I just remember that you were good. You were good at stealth. And I just want to see. Roll stealth check. Twenty-one. Uh, so cloud. Um, I turn around. I'm like one, two, <laughs> three. Um, and the rest of you guys, you see cloud, the tabaxi, um, turn and then run runs through the bushes and then leaps into the ground like underneath these uh, like dried up leaves and stuff uh, and totally conceals herself in a flash. I, I turn around real quick. Make a my... perception check. 11. Yeah, you don't see her. She's gone. I look at you three. I'm like, what? What? Like, there were three seconds. You heard me count to three. So I want to see... If I can hide again, okay. even without them noticing, like in a the different first spot. time, yeah. So I say, "Hey, I'm hiding." I like this. And then I move again, and it is a twenty, not nat twenty, but a 20. still, like like a ninja. In so the woods. yeah, like yeah. is there something else I can kind of? Is there rock? You're just there... finding every shadow possible. Oh, you know, yeah. you're finding the place where those leaves come together and concealing you just and ever barely, so perfectly. Yeah. And then you call out, "I'm still hidden," but like they hear you. How about now? Like another direction. You guys hear her voice coming from like completely another direction. Awesome. Just like gone. I keep looking around. Yeah. She's like a ghost in the bush. I, I keep looking I around to see if I can a, find yeah. her. Yeah. I, I pull out a, my trumpet. <laughs> you get a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how about now? <laughs> <laughs> Smoke some bad weed. And now you're playing hide and seek yeah, with like jazz it. playing kitty now, cats. Yeah. <laughs> now this it sounds like a kind of disembodied fun. You know, trumpet just somewhere in the wilderness. Do you think this is like catnip? For us, uh, I'm like, can anybody else find her? Can anybody else like, where did she go? Like, so I just call out to her and I just go, "Come on, Cloud, you're tripping him out." And okay. so I want to roll to see. And if you I can. use her oh. name, use her character's name. Yeah. yeah, Cloud, come on out. And I just pop up immediately. Okay, and come back. Yeah, just like leaves part and poof, she's right there again. Yeah. 
right, I'm almost like hyperventilating. I just sit down, and at this point, I realize it's real. I realize what's happening, and I'm over it. <laughs> so I just <laughs> sit down, and I just start breathing. And like almost meditation, but not relaxed whatsoever. <laughs> Completely like panicky, like breathing. Like <sighs> Okay, I think we're just too high. And when I'm too high, I need to eat. So where can we find some, is there food around here? That's a good idea. Um, can I do a, a nature check? Yeah. What are you trying to check out? Um, I want to look around and see if there's anything edible or like something yes. I'm familiar with in the real world, like a berry, something kind of like that. Yeah. She does mm-hmm. mushroom hunt in the real world, so mm-hmm. this could come into mm-hmm. handy. And I am a hunter. Cloud is a hunter. Yeah. Um, nine. Okay. Um, make a survival check as well. Ooh, that was a nat 20. Hell yeah. The group kind of remains in one spot, still trying to, like, you know, come to grips with what's with, with the reality of the situation here. Um, Linitis is trying to meditate, um, trying to find his center again. Uh, Cloud, you go on a bit of an expedition just to kind of scout out the area. Um, you, uh, being so tall... Uh, are able to crouch down and keep, you know, kind of stealthy in these in this bush. But every now and again, you can pop up to kind of get a look around and see what direction would be a good way to go. Um, you do see, eventually, you pop your head up, um, you see the tops of a tree line. Um, you kind of go a little bit further. Um, you pop your head up again, you maybe find a little bit of high ground, and you see above, like, the entire bush field. Um, and you see that these trees are not that far away. But they are humongous. Like, from where you are with that high survival, you get a nat 20. You can obviously tell that these trees are like well over 100, 150 feet tall. Like massive, massive trees out there. Just a big forest filled up. Um, so after I check that out, I go back to the group and relay this information. I think we should go to this high ground here and see if we can see anything else. Well, I'm not a cat. I'm not worried about the high ground. Was there a McDonald's sign behind these treetops? Mm-hmm. I didn't see any food. I'm sorry. I was trying to take it all in as much as I could. Well, let's... I'm down to follow her. No food. No food bad. Tree good. <laughs> Tree good. <sighs> I like, kind of like try to compose myself real quick. And then I'm like, all right. What would Lionitis do? What would Lionitis do? At that point, I'm like, I got lead. Scout ahead. And I propose myself, and I'm understanding that at this point, I am no longer Andrew, but I am Lionitis, and I have to play and be my Dungeons and Dragons character. And our heroes journey forward, taking their first steps into their very own odyssey through a field of marijuana. Are they sticky to the touch? Like- Some of it is, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's like getting on your hair, um, you know, getting a little clumpy on your hair and whatnot. Um, the rest of you guys are like using your hands to push these out of the way, and you guys would definitely notice that, yeah, most definitely there is a little bit of resin on these things for sure. Um, I'm putting some in my pocket. Grabbing leaves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Can Leonidas give me a piggyback ride? Because I'm pretty. 
everybody's significantly taller than me, and I have really little legs, and this sucks. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I look like I look at you, and I'm like, I can give you a ride like Alec <laughs> on my shoulders <laughs> if you'd like. Please. All right. At that, can I take a? Do I do a strength check at that point? Would it be athletics? Um, uh, well, no. I think. What is your strength? My strength is eighteen. Though. Think he can carry you? Got you, bro. He might. You might. It might slow you down a little bit. Might encumber you. Even you got lead. other gear on you as well. Well, I was a cheerleader. Fun fact: I was a cheerleader. I'm like, let's let's do it. And then I can put you on my shoulders. So, okay. And now you are on my shoulders, like <laughs> Alec rides my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and so that high up. Um, uh, Art, you definitely have a good view of what's going on here, and uh, it's kind of kind of freaky. Um, like I said, you got two moons above you. You got this incredibly intense, colorful sky above you, um, and then you see this huge forest, and these trees are like huge. Um, have you ever been to the redwood forest in, in Northern California? I've seen it. Never pictures. Been. Yeah. So imagine that, but not redwoods. These are like, these are like oak trees, Greenwood. but they're just huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge, thick trunks, um, huge branches. And even the leaves are just monstrous. And you guys are getting closer and closer and closer to that. Um, eventually you do come to a meadow. You kind of break free from, uh, from, from the field or from, from, the crops, if you will, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, all, all of these, uh, is it just like wildflowers or like this um, meadow? Is it well, just, some of you guys like have a... had some pretty good, uh, roles with survival and nature. Um, maybe you've had the discussion, uh, if it hasn't really caught on to everybody that this looks like almost like farm crops. This does not look wild. It looks like somebody has intentionally so, planted these seeds here. Like they're kind of in rows, you know. As I was like a cornfield would be planted. As we were going through it, that's when yeah. I noticed the easiest path was yep. taking the rows. Yeah. And I think it was after either um, Mina or Alana pointed it out to me that I, if you don't want the sticky stuff in your fur, to stay in the rows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So you guys finally bust out of this field. Um, there's a beautiful meadow in front of you. Um, but something catches your attention. Immediately, you guys look right. And you see this huge, hulking beast uh, on two legs with this huge barrel chest. Um, it is completely and totally green. Not flesh. This thing looks like this like mossy mass. Um, but it definitely is a humanoid. Just a huge, giant beast. Um, clearly standing like 12 feet tall. Um, and he's got this huge stick in his hand and he's swinging it around. Uh, and in his other hand, dangling by its ankle, you guys see a halfling, a, a young halfling being dangled by its ankle in the left hand of this big giant green hulking beast. Uh, and then kind of like almost dancing around in front of it, trying to evade every single swipe with its big stick is another little halfling. And he's yelling at him. He's like, "You're doing real good, Pesto. You're going. You're doing real good." And then you he, you hear the one that's being dangled. He's like, "This is not what good feels like. This feels horrifying. I'm gonna die up here." This is this is real right now. Like everybody else sees this, right? Like this this is real. Yeah. What are we gonna do? I just keep looking around at everybody in like disbelief, and then I just turn around and start walking the other way. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I I ask Art. I'm like, you, you've got the high ground here. What do you see? Like, I know we, we, we all- gotta help this little person. I mean, I'm a little person, and I don't want that to happen to me. So, when I hear that, I just stop. 
And I shake my head. <laughs> and I turn around and I walk back and say, fair enough. All right. In the real world, we would run away from this monster. <laughs> I've got an idea. This is... <laughs> I've got an idea. So, since you're strong and I'm on the top of your shoulders, let me hit this guy with a nice snowball in the head. <laughs> and if I miss... I, I've always got you for protection. <laughs> I, I, I said, so this is this is Dungeons and Dragons. That's what this is yeah. right now. This is Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, before we do anything, we already know. Cloud, you can hide. You can hide and get a little bit ahead. Yeah. And we can plan this out because I don't know if you remember the last time we played Dungeons and Dragons, but you almost died. And I like woke up. I look up at Art because he's on my shoulders. And I'm like, <laughs> You almost died. And it was just by doing this. Let's do this idea, but let's set up better. This is Dungeons and Dragons. And I look at Mana. I'm like, is this what we're doing? Is this real? And I nod at Alana. And then I nod at Cloud. They both nod back. And I look back at Lionitis and I go, let's fucking do it. I look at Alana. I'm like, let's give this fucker a brain freeze. <laughs> Don't let me die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I clutch onto this and... Uh, no, that doesn't matter. We're going to make this happen. And, that, and I see you clutch your moonstone. I see it glow a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, Cloud, take a stealth shot. Be ready for a snowball is your sign. A snowball is your sign. And I look up at you, at Art, and I'm like, a snowball is her sign. Um, I want to try to circle around to the backside mm-hmm. and ready my bow. So you could totally like sneak back into into the bush. Like a row? Yeah. yeah. And, like get a couple rows in or something like that. Get really, really close so you got a good Definitely. shot on this thing. I, I look at Mana and I'm like, you have our back. You also hide. Don't be afraid. And I look and I look around and I'm like, to use your powers. I shake my head and I go, who made you boss? And I walk out there and I actually yell at the giant and I strip off the bud leaf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Booby trap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, This monster, you yell at him. He turns. And I go, hey. (laughs) He turns and he doesn't say anything. But he grunts very loudly <gasps> and comes running towards you with a halfling still dangling in his left hand and a big giant stick in the other one. And you guys see the other halfling like, Oi, wait, 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 go back in, go back in. And he starts chasing after him. So now you have this monster with a halfling in one hand chasing, going running towards you, and then another little halfling chasing after him. We're going to have everybody roll for initiative. Ooh, 20. Nice. You're on my shoulders. Yeah, you're coming with me, bro. No. No. Um, okay, uh, Lionitis. Um, monster is charging you right now. What? Do you charging do? me or charging? Uh, like charging mana? Yeah, charging. Charging, um, naked, charging mana. The naked woman in in the meadow. First off, I realize that this is a great distraction. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, not just for the monster, but for me. Uh, and I'm like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. And then I run on the opposite side from where I know that cloud went. Then, at this point, I'm going to... Ready in action. Mm-hmm. 
um, where I'm going to throw my net. Okay. My net is going to be towards the halfling if I see him throw anything. Um, or the one chasing? Yeah, the one chasing. Okay, cool. Just in case, I don't know if he's going to come attack. I want to make sure Cloud stays hidden. And then yeah. I want to yell, Snowball! <laughs> right on, right on. Um, and that will bring us to Cloud then. So do I hear him um, say I think this? So. Yeah, I think definitely. He yelled it loud enough. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> that's kind of feeling. All right, cool. Yeah. Um... So I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark. So but if you hit, you get to deal some extra damage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and um, I aim for the center of his back. Oh, you get this uh, with advantage, so. Oh. Yeah. Even better. Nineteen uh, plus plus nine to hit. Yeah, that's a twenty-eight. I think that hits him. He just barely hits him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, any of you guys that are watching, and Manny, you're probably pretty close as this guy's coming right at you. Um, you see flying from the bush an arrow strikes him right in the back. Um, doesn't seem to flinch at all. He just takes the arrow. Um, it's lodged right in his back, and then, Cloud, you see you hit your one perfectly in there. I say it's not slowing him down. Uh, next is uh, the monster guy. Um so, <laughs> just out of curiosity, real quick, uh-huh. how much does nudity ar- add to your armor class? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Um, <laughs> I guess it really kind of depends on the on the assailant, uh, and whether or not they're distracted by it. this guy. No, I'm just thinking, going, please don't die on me. Please don't die on me. He's going to try and hit you with his big stick. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So he's hitting a naked mana with his big stick. That's just, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and that is a 25 to hit. Um, he smacks you with this stick. Um, you take 16 points of bludgeoning damage as this guy conks you over the head with a big giant stick. It's like a tree branch that he just whacks you in the head with. Um, I normally handle big sticks way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just see what, how, how well you do handle it. Okay. Roll, roll a d20 and then add uh, a strength saving throw modifier to that. Right, a whole lot that's of wood. A six. Oh. Yeah. Um, not only do you get struck in the head with this thing, but you are knocked five feet back and knocked to the ground. You are mm. laying on the ground now. Not unconscious, I don't think. Still got hit points left, right? Eight. Yeah. Hurt real fucking bad. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to tell my fiance my wood does 15 damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. real curious what she said. Um, but that, that's 3d6, really. <laughs> my nitus, this guy has clocked you. You are taking a, a, a proactive stance to make an attack. So he's going to try and strike you first. Uh, that is a 22. Um, he... So it's not as bad, believe it or not, because you take half of this damage. You actually gets uh, still a lot. Um, you take eight points of bludgeoning damage as he takes the halfling and throws it at you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, if this is a carnival game, and it, there's a halfling being thrown at me, but uh-huh. yet there's a dwarf on my shoulder. 
Does this guy win the grand prize? <laughs> so, make a strength saving throw first. Uh, DC is 15. Here we go. Actually, I, no, he's a he's a small creature, so it's going to be a DC 10. Plus six, bro. Yeah. Do I have? Okay. He's a medium creature. Rather. He's Nat 20. That's me. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I got go! you. I got you, Art. Um, okay, so this halfling comes flying through the air at you. And goes, ah, 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 flying through the air, smacks right into your face. I'm going to need uh, Art to make a strength saving throw as well to see if you can hold on. This will be an advantage, so go ahead and roll with advantage. Come on, baby. Stay on there. What's the high what is it? A one and a three for him. You're never going to make that, yeah. Um, so the halfling hits hits Leonidas right in the face um, and then kind of rolls upwards and knocks you off. Um, you hit the ground. Uh, you take two points of bludgeoning damage as you fall on your back. Is this guy now on my shoulders where Taj was? No, he's on the ground now, okay. yeah. As cool, as cool as that would be. So what happens is actually, uh, the what did I say, you get eight points. Um, it's actually 16, but it was split in half because he took eight, you took eight, and he didn't have that many hit points, so he's knocked unconscious on the ground now. I am struggling to get up, but as I'm struggling to get up, I pick up a little bit of gravel. So at this point, like, I'm a little shaken up, though, so I'm not sure. Yeah. But so I cast Magic Stone. Miraculously, it begins to, like, glow in your hand. You know that it is now... Actually, you could pick up three of them because I can give you three... That's what I was going to say is I've got a handful of gravel yeah. and, like, all kind of falls out until there's just three in my hand. Yeah. And, and so I have those three glowing. in my hand and yep. I just start to concentrate on them. Yep. Um, and then, if you wanted to, you could just hurl it at this guy. I hurl one. Like, I see him yep. glowing in my hand. They're in my left hand. I pick one up out of my hand with my right hand and throw it. Yes. I'm still laying on the ground, too. So it's a little bit... You know, I feel a little odd trying to throw laying down, but I just throw it. So I've got, I rolled a one and I got a two, so three. <laughs> no, Bummer. you, you um, rolled a one is what happened. Yeah, yeah this is a one. In your fit of frustration and anger, you managed to cast this spell and it's probably like, oh my God. Yeah. And then you just hurl it without even thinking and it just flies right over his head. But you know that the next one is going to get him. He's going to get him real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I stay on the ground at this okay. point. I'm still a little shaken up. I have these stones in my hand. Yep. I just missed. I'm frustrated. And I'm just watching at this point just of what's going to happen naked next. and rolling around on the ground. With All stones. Right. <laughs> in the gravel. I'm looking around and I'm feeling pretty powerful. Yeah. And I'm going to cast aid. So you guys get uh, five additional temporary hit points. I don't know if I see Cloud or not. No, she's a ghost in the wilderness. Yeah. Right. If, if, if I can't find Cloud, yeah. I know that she's safe. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go check on, or make my way over to check on Mana. Yeah, run over to Mana. Okay, cool. Uh, you guys just see the other halfling is still running behind. Yeah, the little halfling behind us is, uh, that's right, crumpled job, boys. Just just keep them busy. And then he's just running behind. He's going to take a dodge action. And I'm going to hit this guy with some frostbite. Okay, cool. Um, you reach out. Um, and like a snowball forms in your hand. You can just kind of whip it at him, right? And then splats him right in the face. Um, you see, he doesn't like that at all. He's angry. And you did that from... Uh, we could probably say that you got up from being knocked on the yes. ground, right? Okay, yes. cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so you get up, throw that thing. Um, he looks at you. He's got a new target now. Um, Lionitis, your turn. I want to do a pushing attack. Yeah. 20. Uh, that's a hit. 20. That is definitely a hit. Go and roll your damage. 13 points of damage. Awesome. Um, so you take this trident and you stick it right in this guy's stomach, right? Yeah. Honestly, when you puncture it, 
you still get like this even more intense wafting aroma of really dank ass bud. This thing is made of hash. <laughs> the hash slinging slasher. <laughs> Did you say the hash slinging slasher? <laughs> I'm going to use an action surge at this point. Cool. So I have a bonus action. Now, is this thing, is my trident stuck? Yeah, sort of. Actually, make a strength save. Ooh. We need to burn this guy. We're all toasted. <laughs> Plus six to the Oh, 17. Yeah, you're able to pull it back out. But as you do, like, you can see that it is now, like, coated in, in like, resin. All right. Resin, you say? Uh-huh. All right. At that point, mm -hmm. <laughs> I hold my trident in the air. Mm -hmm. And I say, Art, light my torch. Or light my trident. <laughs> and I hold it straight up. And I ready my action at, Let's with go. that. And I, How did you know? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and I ready my action that at the moment mm -hmm. I see my trident on fire, mm -hmm. I'm going to stab it okay. with another pushing attack. Okay. Let's go. I love, it. I love it. So I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike Hell yeah. to kind of wrap him up. Oh, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like maybe I know what he's about to do. Um, the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact and the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the magical vines. Oh, I think that's going to hit too. Um, that's a 25. Yeah, that totally hits. Yeah. You shoot this guy, another arrow punctures him, um, goes in deep. Uh, vines, like, start pouring out of the puncture wound from, like, the head of your arrow and just, like, start, like, slaving around and, like, start to, to coil around him. Um, and then immediately as it, like, wraps around his arms and pulls them tighter, like the freaking Incredible Hulk, he's just like, no! And then <laughs> busts him open, rips him right off. But it looked fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing it now. <laughs> uh, and that is his turn next. He's going to attempt to grapple Leonidas. Um, this is going to be uh, contested um, either athletics or acrobatics. Uh, I'm going to roll his first. It's uh, a 9 plus 5, so you got to beat a 14 with acrobatics or strength. Um, they're both plus 4, but since I am proficient in acrobatics, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to redeem myself with this backflip that I failed last time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Do acrobatics. I need to be a 13. Uh, 14. Or 14 or better. 11. No. This guy, you attempt to jump out of the way, and he grabs you by the ankle. He's now holding you the same way he was holding the halfling. And flings you at Art. Oh! <laughs> um, With a flying lion. <laughs> flying lion. This is some heavy hash. Ten points heavy of damage split two ways. You get five points of damage. Lionitis, you get five points of damage. Um, there goes our temporary hit points. You're definitely knocked on the ground. And then, uh, Art, I'm going to need another strength saving throw from you to see if you're still standing when he does this. Ten. Uh, and you're knocked down. Lionitis, the big giant uh, lion, comes flying at you, hurling through the air, and then knocks you over. Um, and you're now, you guys are both now lying on the ground. Um, and then he just stares at you guys both, like, uh, ten feet above you. Uh, 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 uh. Um, Managing, that's you next. 
Okay. I still have two more stones. In my yeah. Hand, but I also noticed that I have a sling. Yeah. So I put one of the stones in the sling. And I sling it out. Make your attack. 18. You hit this guy, hurling your stone through the air with your sling. You deal seven points of damage to this guy, um, and it hits him hard. Um, he definitely takes it. Where uh, where did it hit him? Like in the back of the head, or? I think I hit him like in the middle of the back. Okay. I think it was just like the yeah. back. Like so like right above where the arrow is sticking out, yeah. like right between the shoulder blades, if this thing had shoulder blades, you strike this thing with a stone, and you see like sparks fly off of it almost. Um, yeah, great hit. Anything else for your turn? Okay, so what now? Um, yeah. I look for Alana. Because I know she was coming to check on me. Yeah, so actually, I just she's right there with you. Totally yeah. right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys lo- lock lock eyes? Yes. Yeah. Because I did damage, and I'm really proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look for Alana. I'm like, bitch, I did it. So, uh, so <laughs> we're, we're side by side. I'm watching this. I also notice... Um, you see a little bit of blood trickling down the side of her face right now, where she got struck by that stick earlier. Yes. <laughs> and I look at her, and I, I, I know that I can heal her with just my word. Yeah. <laughs> you can. And I uh, look at her, and she said, I did it. And I looked at her, and I just said, you did it. And I just kind of like, like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yes. I kind of moved my hand, and I just felt the energy. And, yeah. And with just, you know, that, that single phrase, her blood started to kind of like trickle up her head. And I'm kind of watching in awe, but also knowing... I got this. <laughs> uh, got this. Roll your healing. Uh, see how much you get on that. Four eight. plus. You four did plus max four. max healing. Okay, you get eight hit points back. Um, plus you have your temporary hit points as well. And you just got like a just a mild thudding headache on that side of your head, but that's it. No big deal. No big whoop. Um, anything else, Alana? Um, I'm starting to notice. You know, she's okay, and uh, but I'm starting. Th- to notice what's going on in uh, Leonidas's direction in the, with Art and this big old monster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cool. And so now that she's okay, I kind of want to get a little bit closer to that. To the monster? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, you get a little bit closer, and you see running right past you is this little halfling guy. <laughs> and he's just trucking along, chasing after this monster guy. And he says, yeah, you guys, you guys get him all worked up right, proper. And then he leaps onto this monster and... Yeah, gets right on him, grabs him by the leg, like the upper thigh, which is a bit of a leap for this little guy. And you see him start to like crawl up the side of this monster, using the arrow sticking out of his back right now to pull him up even further. <laughs> he gets up on top of the shoulders of this guy, and you see he's got one hand on the shoulder, one hand on the arrow, and now he's riding this monster right Yeehaw! now. And that's his turn. Um, Arch, that's you next. I'm gonna burn this sucker up. Cool. Oh, uh. <laughs> I got I got lost in yeah. the sauce. <laughs> you're doing a firebolt? Yes. Yeah, sir. what are you targeting? I'm gonna target this man's head. Okay, go for the attack. Make a roll. Oh <laughs> that's a seven. Is it a seven? Yeah. And uh what do you add to that? Um <laughs> You might hit. I'm not hundred percent. Plus sure. five. Ye- seven plus five? 
I think so. Not yeah. quite. Not quite. So close. Uh, uh, what happens is, was this as this little halfling is like crawling up on top of him, he's just like, like shaking around trying to get his halfling <laughs> off of him, and the, phew, the fireball goes right past his head. Um, valiant effort. Yes, time for new dice. Uh, and that ends Art's turn. Lionidas, you are up next. All right, so I got a crazy combo I think I'm going to try to pull off. Okay, cool. All right. So the first thing I want to do is I have two hand axes. As I throw this, I want to yell, burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> so I also have two weapon fighting. And you can throw two weapons. And so I'm going to throw both weapons, yeah. but I still have my shield up. So here's the thing where like anybody listening to this who is really, really tight on the rules would say no way, because in order to use two weapon fighting, you have to use have two hands free. Right. But um, my throne ability allows me to... Does it say you bypass that? No, it just says oh. I, I can draw, because I'm not even, technically it's not even drawn out. Oh. So I'm still having my, uh, my trident out. I won't fight you on it. Let's throw two axes at this song, bitch. Sweet. It's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, sweet. So throwing them. I just don't feel like fighting. Let's yeah, just do it. Deal. I mean, I want to fight, Plus but in six a different way. To both of these. <laughs> Whoa, what are you doing with that handful of dice, bro? <laughs> Warming them up. <laughs> They've been cold. They've been cold. Plus six of these. Okay. 18 and 12. 18 hits. All right. One of them sinks in. Another one just kind of ricochets off. 6 plus them. 4. Five points of damage. And that hatchet just gets buried deep inside of them. Um, and uh, 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 he like he's moving out of the way, you know, dodging these fireballs. He's got a halfling is crawling on his back right now, and an axe gets thrown thunk right in his chest, and he stops for a moment, looks down on it, and he goes, "Hey!" and looks right at you. You're now his target. Um, <laughs> cloud in the in the bush, still uh, well hidden. I'm not even making you having you make like stealth checks and stuff because you're just deep in the bush. I don't give a shit. This guy doesn't know where you're at. You can totally roll with advantage whenever you attack this guy. I don't care. Just go for it. Do it. So can you uh, help paint the picture? How yeah. far away am I? Um, at this point, they've been running away from you. So if you haven't changed I know. position, I'm going to say you're probably about mm, 40, 50 feet away from this old little skirmish that's going on there. 40, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, when I move on my turn in combat, I can double my speed until the end of my turn. Hell yeah. Because yeah. she's a tabaxi. Yeah. Because I'm a tabaxi. Yeah. So you just want to rush up on this board? So I'm, I'm behind him. Yeah. So is it possible for me to be able to sheath my bow? Yeah, you can just throw it over your out, shoulder. Yeah. Um, a torch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do I... What do I have to do to try to, like, catch his missed fireball? I don't know. So no speak. one's ever done this in any game I've ever played yeah. before. Oh, you're talking about the fireball that just got fired? The fire? fireball. Yeah, that oh, the shit. Fireball. That's even crazier than I yeah. originally thought in my head was happening. Yeah. Okay, yes. let's do this. Because, I, yes. you know, I'm pretty agile. <laughs> I'm yes. pretty it's a, agile. It's a high fantasy okay. world. So, you're going to catch the fireball that just... <laughs> yeah. This crazy bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there is nothing in the rules that says what to do in a situation like this. So I'm going to have you just make a dexterity check. Um, okay. Uh, and let's just set a high DC. I'm not going to give you proficiency for this because there's no way that anyone has ever trained to catch fireballs before. Yeah. Um, so roll well, I, I did travel with the um, my band. 
before this, and we did performances. You like and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, All you're right. going to add your proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> so you get plus two, plus your dex modifier. <laughs> So that's plus seven. I'm going to set your DC at 18. So all you have to do is roll an 11 or better. Okay. Catch his fireball. Come on, baby. Oh. Oh. No dice. Boom, oh. goes flying right past. Oh, man. Oh. God, I wanted you to catch it. I know. That would have been so bad. You almost oh. catch it. You look at it, you're like, damn, that would have been fucking awesome. I know. Um, I know. And... <laughs> oh. I'm just gonna cut you off right there. That that ends your turn. Um, Uh As damn good as it was. Uh, He doesn't recognize that you're there though, so you're in the clear. Um, He's got his eyes on uh, on line Nidus, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He's gonna try and swing on you with his big stick. Um, That's a miss. He rolled a four on the die. Sweet. I would Um, like to use my reaction, please. Okay. Cool. Use repost. Yes. So with my trident, I get plus six. Fell off the table. Reroll. Uh, a dirty 20. That's going to hit. Sweet. That's going to be 1d6 plus 4 plus 8. Jeez. 10, 13 points of damage. With what weapon? My trident. Okay. He okay. attempts to hit you with his stick, right? Um, your repost action basically looks like you duck. I'm picturing this. Help me out if you see it differently. Mm-hmm. You go up with the trident right into his arm. And the trident, uh, the... the um, the tines of this trident go right through and through the other side. Uh, make a strength saving throw. 16. You're able to pull it back out before he whips his arm right back. You almost lost your trident. You felt it go deep inside and get really, really sticky, and now you got even more of this like resinous, goopy hash stuff just dripping off your trident right now. He's going to make one more attack on you, but this time with his fist. Um, that is... Uh, it's a 19. Oh, that hits. He hits you for... This is going to hurt. Um, 15 points of bludgeoning damage as he punches you in the jaw. And then I will need you to make a strength saving throw, DC 15, or else get knocked back and knocked prone. Get knocked back and knocked prone. You're back on the ground again. Okay, that is his turn. Managine, you're up. Okay, I have one stone left that Mm -hmm. I'm putting in my sling, and this time I'm going for his head. I love it. All right. Get that stuff out of the way there. Nine. Uh, Nine on the die, or? Nine on the die. Oh, Oh. go ahead and add your, uh, you should get dex plus plus, uh, proficiency. So that's three extra, so 12. Ooh, doesn't quite do it. With the the magic stone, do you add your wisdom instead of your dex? Is that a curiosity? I don't think on the attack, actually. Okay, I was... it's just the damage. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah. sad right. face goes whizzing right past him again. Ooh, oh, you're still learning. You're still learning these skills. Um, okay, Alana, that's you next. Oh, I want to cast shatter. Shatter. Um, okay, that's a big spell. <laughs> Let's. Uh, okay, that's gonna be um, verbal, somatic, and material components. You don't need material components because you have an arcane focus. You reach up, you grab your amulet. Um, you point with your shield, and you say what as you cast Shatter? Um, I just yell out, hold your ears, like, as loud as I can. <clears throat> Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point makes a constitution saving throw. Um, like, notice you've been knocked back five feet. Yep. Um, you would be in that range. Um, where, where, where are you aiming? You said at his ears? Yeah. And it's 10 feet high? 
Um, so it's a sphere, so 10 oh. feet around. Okay. Um, if you wanted to um, um, play this a little bit smarter so your friend doesn't get hurt, yeah. you can pull it back just a little bit, knowing that he'll be in the range. And you can target like five feet behind his head. Okay. So that still envelops his head. Uh, the halfling that's riding this guy, he's also going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Um, he's on my nerves. And then while I'm at it, um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and make two death save throws for the guy that's been knocked down because he's already had two turns. Whoo, okay. Um, so let's go with uh, let's go with the hash golem first. Uh, it's a sixteen Either plus four. He gets twenty. Um, then the halfling that's riding him, thirteen, and your DC was fourteen. So he fails that. Um, awesome. Uh, mm. Let's see here. So roll three d eight. Eight, seven, seven. Oh, shit. <laughs> eight, seven plus seven? Yeah. Eight, seven, eight, seven. Eight, eight plus seven plus seven. <laughs> that is 22. Two. 22. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there is uh, a moment when... Alana has this strange, like, almost epiphany when you realize you have the ability to cast such powerful magic. You remember the experience you had sitting in that, uh, uh, sitting in that, in that uh, uh, hookah shop or in the hookah cafe, talking to that beautiful, robust man, and he was telling you, wherever you go... My God, my God. Yeah. (laughs) My power goes with you. And I'm feeling that righteous wrath in me. This monster cannot... You know, he can't attack my friends anymore, and right. I'm done. I'm done with the little guy. I'm done with him, and uh, I have to do what's right for everybody. So I, so you yeah. cast this high, powerful, magical spell, um, and the half, the hash golem actually did save, so he takes half that damage, um, which is would say 22 total. So he takes 11 points, um, and you kill a halfling child, like full dead. Like, not unconscious, not just zero hit points. Like, beyond zero hit points, he is dead, dead. You done killed a little guy. Oh, no. A child. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no death saving throws. No. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he comes flying off the back of this hash golem as your shatter spell. Um, because he didn't have any other direction to go. Like, the, the force, the trauma pushes his body against this hash golem and then almost, like... Like silly putty, just rejecting him, just pushes him back out, and he comes flying at, back in your direction, hits the ground, blood coming out of his ears, nose, and mouth. Um, you know how I have a limp halfling on the ground, and just behind you is another limp halfling who's been making death saves for the last two uh, turns. Um, that is Alana's turn, unless you have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tear coming out of her eye right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Contemplate this. <laughs> okay, um, Art, that is you. You just saw your friend slay a halfling uh, and cause some serious damage to this hash golem as he is still attacking you guys. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to put a fireball. Fire! Thing All right, make a roll. <laughs> Burn him up. 
I'm just gonna straight up tell you, 14 is his AC. I think we've gotten out around enough time. You guys maybe to figure out the AC. So you've got to get um, your uh, your bonus to this roll is. Uh, okay, so you got to get a nine or better on this roll. Come on, baby. Nine. Let's, is that a nine? That's a nine. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You New blast dice. this guy right in the face with your fireball. Um, and it's just like splatters, like <laughs> slimy resin off of his face. Um, his face is now smoldering. Like flames coming off of his face right now. Um, he's like smacking his face. Um, and then. Oh, roll damage. Yeah, of course. Forgot about that. That's kind of important. Oh, yeah. what happened? One. Okay. Yeah. That is a one. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> but he's really unhappy about that damage you just did, regardless. Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> another dice. Wait, was this the one I rolled? <laughs> I rolled this one. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm saying it. After, after no mulligans on damage? Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, he actually is going to simply uh, continue smacking flames out of, uh, on his face, turn, and run. You get an opportunity attack, Light Eyes. Uh, with my trident, that is a plus <laughs> six. That one. Ooh, with your trident? Okay. Um, yeah, you try and lunge after this guy, but he's too fast. He just takes off running, exit stage left, he's out of here. Bada bing, bing, boom, zing, zing. Still on um, fire? Yeah, his face is still on fire, smoldering, yeah. Um, Mana Gene. Um, this guy is running right towards you. You don't know if he's coming at you, but he's definitely coming in your direction. Okay, so I just, I just throw my hands up and I just tell him to stop. Okay. Okay, I just tell him to stop. <laughs> and I have this moment where I think, okay, he's hashed uh -huh. and he's on fire. Uh-huh. Why are we not smoking him? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I yell stop, does he stop? No. He's still just bolting. Okay. Um, can I yell stop again? And like, how convincing can I be to yell stop? Uh, I mean, if you want to try and use an action to uh, like intimidate or persuade him, I'll give that to you. My goal is to yell at him to stop and then tell my friends to come on and let's smoke him. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, try persuasion. Let's see. You got okay. high charisma. Why not? Uh, yeah, so it's pretty high too. Um, so I get to add persuasion to it. Yeah, it's gonna be a disadvantage though. That's fine. I can yeah, she's still naked. <laughs> Yeah. I'm still naked and I'm yeah. going Yeah, okay. I love it. Smoking his flaming hash head. Oh, damn. With disadvantage, it's two, so seven. Gotcha. He's still running. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like he doesn't even speak your language. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alana, that'd be you next. Well, I kind of have... I, I'm watching her... Uh... Uh, Mana, and at first I'm like, what the heck is she doing? <laughs> and I think I'm yelling it as I'm doing it. I'm like, stop! Yeah. And then I'm yelling it at the same time. I want to, we can smoke him. Like, mm -hmm. I, I see myself yelling. Like, she's yelling that. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get everybody else over here so we can smoke him. He's running! <laughs> yeah, he's literally just running. He's just running right past you at this point. If you were trying to make any kind of attempt to stop him, you could try to grapple him. And that would literally just like stop him from moving entirely. If you successfully yes. grapple this guy, all right, let's do that. You're gonna try and grapple the guy. Okay, um, you're gonna roll. You're gonna roll an athletics check. 
um, as you reach out to grab this this fucking Hulk. How strong are you? What's your strength? I mean, she could get a nat 20. It could happen. uh, (laughs) Why why are you putting that out there? I'm not. I'm just like, I'm I'm painting this picture in my brain. Such a lionitis thing. (laughs) I've got to save everybody. Sure. Let's go. Let's go nat 20. That's what we're looking for here. And he gets he gets fifteen. Um, you reach out to try and grab this guy. You wrap your hands around his waist, um, and he just boom, just keeps on running like a linebacker, just busts right through the line you're trying to create. Now you got hash all over you, and now you got sticky hash all over your hands. Let's smoke her. Yeah. Uh, then we're gonna do another death save for this little guy. Who oh, gets a net twenty? How about that? Ooh, two. He's alive. Oh. Yeah. All right. Cool. And now, freshly out of combat, our heroes watch as their former opponent, the 12-foot-tall Hash Gollum, skedaddles and ducks into the pot field, his head set slightly ablaze by the successful firebolt cast by Art the Wiz. Only a single point of damage was dealt, but t'was just enough to send this monster into retreat. With a trail of smoke still lingering in the air around them, our five companions appear to be the victors. But at what cost? The pulsing adrenaline coursing through their veins eventually begins to subside, and as the post-battle calm sets in, they are left in the meadow just outside the many rows of cannabis plants, with a motionless halfling boy laying amongst the flowers and grass, and another nearby who bears a striking resemblance to the former. But this one appears to be completely pulverized, full of broken bones and fresh blood dripping out of his mouth, nose, ears, and eyes. He is completely limp and totally devoid of life. With a high investigation roll, the party not only comes to the conclusion that these two children seem to have been twin brothers, but they also discover a couple of items of interest among the remains of the recently departed. A small clay jar and a long stem pipe that still contains a bit of leafy green bud not yet entirely cashed out. With nothing but pure will and intuition, the dwarven wizard uses a prestidigitation cantrip to light the bowl and takes a puff, while Leonidas stands over the body of the youngling that was flung at him by the sticky green beast just moments ago. Alana, I think this one's still breathing. This this halfling over here, and it's the one that um. We still have. There's still one breathing. Yeah, and I, at this point, I see like he he's unconscious, but he's he's doesn't look as bad as <laughs> that one. Uh, I'm looking over at Lionitis, and uh, I've kind of got this oh crap look on my face, and I was like, you know, I looked at him, I said. Did I fuck up? Are these guys supposed to stay alive? <laughs> Heal this one and let's find out. Okay. If, wait, 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 wait. And I, I call a group. I call a group over. And I'm like, if anyone asks, the hash golem killed the little guy. If anyone asks, the hash golem killed the little guy. Yeah, we got so we all pinky promise and this giant <laughs> pinky promise as I speak the prayer of healing over my teammates and 
the guy he, who is still breathing, but uh, dead. He died by being dead. thrown <laughs> at me. We'll say he got thrown at me because the, the little guy got thrown at me, so we'll convince him that he, both of them got thrown. And I'm like looking around, and I'm like, but you should probably heal this one and see if, what we can do. Yeah, we need to find out more information about where we're at, too. Maybe we can ask. Art, can you pass that peace pipe, please? There you yes. go. Okay. So while we're at it, I, I, I would just, I would like to, um, to do a prayer of healing over all of us because I can, nice. uh, I can, re- we can maybe regain all of our, you know, damage points up to six, and we can include the one that's unconscious, um, and maybe we can get some information out of him and get him well again. A five and a four. Uh, so nine plus, plus four, 13. 13. Everyone takes 13 points, adds 13 points. Um, and um, the little halfling boy, um, he gets healed as well. Um, he, you can see his uh, chest starts heaving again. Um, takes about a half a second or two, maybe even, before he finally opens his eyes. Um, he leaps to his feet. He says, Let me at him! I'll get him! I'll get him! Who the fuck are you? And then that's where we'll end tonight's session. <laughs> I wanted to ask who the fuck he was. Man. Where the fuck we are? How the fuck we get here? <laughs> How the fuck we get back? Dungeons and Doobies is a 4DXP production. For more information, you can find us online at dungeonsanddoobies.com. If you're listening to this at the time of the original release, hang tight for a couple of weeks. We promise that we'll get you the next episode right here on your favorite streaming platform. But if you somehow discover the show in the future and the overlords haven't found out that you still have access to technology, then what are you doing? Listen to episode 2 right now. No, just hit next. Seriously, we don't know how much time you have left. But whatever you do, keep it hazy, Toke Lords.